Have you been here before? Julie asked me. I don't remember seeing you. No, this is my first time. I've never been to camp at all. What do you do? See meatballs or something and think camp would be the coolest, funnest place in the world? Said Faye. She laughed loudly, as if this were how all poor, unsuspecting new CITs found their way to Camp Mohawk. I absolutely hate meeting new people. <laughs> that's that's from the pen of Marianne. <laughs> I was going to guess, is that a Marianne one? <laughs> yep. Typical Marianne stuff. A lot of Marianne yeah. haters uh, on this podcast. I'm not a Marianne hater. Okay. I love Marianne. Uh, I never, I mean... Claudia and Stacy are my favorites, mainly because of the fashion stuff. But Claudia is also extremely cool artist, funky, you know. But Marianne is definitely like above Christie, you know, like and above Mallory. Everyone's above, above Dawn. Above Dawn. Like, every single character <laughs> yeah. in this book is above Mallory. Uh, like, <laughs> we have a Mal- we have a Mallory hater on the mic. It's worth pointing out. It's true. Uh, but whenever one of the first conversations I think Tom and I had, he. Uh, slid into my DMs and was like, so how do you feel about Mallory? <laughs> I was like, okay, here we go. Look, let's talk shit on Mallory, just you and me. Um, the, only, I, the only character in this book I probably disliked less than Mallory were, um, was Mallory's sister, Vanessa, the one who speaks in rhyme all the time. Um, uh, but fortunately, she had way too much um, screen time in the sense she had any at all. But, uh, you know, fortunately, they kept it to a, to a minimum by contrast with some of the other books. So you like the racist girls more than you Whoa. like them. No, no, no. You know, like, let, let me rethink that. No, no. They're, they're at the bottom. They're, they're worse than Maori. Okay. Right? Okay, yeah. Okay. Let's, let's, let's be Make clear on sure that. sure we're on yeah. the same ground there. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I need to understand this reference, which I'm guessing might be referenced a lot in the book. Um, and this might get me a lot of hate right now, but I've never seen Meatballs. Okay. So what is Meatballs all about, and how is it like this? What? what? Well, what do you think it's about? Since the coach just said, right? I thought it was. I thought it was a gross sex comedy romp. That this took, is what I'm I've thinking been thinking of. Porkies. Okay. No. 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 Okay. Uh, this is what had me confused because the first Meatballs movie is a PG movie that's for the most part it's a kids movie, and then mm. the other ones I always thought as a kid or like as a pervy teen they were like usa up all night movies and i think they got mm-hmm. into like r-rated territory like they would have been like sex comedies and i don't think as raunchy as yeah. like a porkies or an american pie but i mm-hmm. believe you you would see naked ladies from the waist up wow nice but maybe it was just bikini <laughs> stuff but the plot of the the plot of the third one is a porn star dies she goes to <laughs> she goes to the gates of heaven, and uh, they say no, you cannot come into heaven. So she has to go back to Camp Meatball, uh, or whatever it's called, and Camp Meatball. And I hope that's it. She can't get into heaven until she helps Patrick Dempsey have sex. I, there's a lot of theological wow. problems with Meatballs yeah. Three. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I don't remember okay. that, well, that part of the Bible. To yeah. be honest, well, <laughs> on. We're, on Patrick Dempsey has sex. Can we just start rolling? We're doing a meatballs marathon, and yes, we can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another episode of Are You There Pod? It's me, Jessica. 
It's me, Josh. And Josh, what do we do on this podcast? Uh, we do our best to uh, make out whatever Claudia has written in her uh, in her postcards and understand it because she writes like a two-year-old. And in what book was she writing like a two-year-old in? I don't, I don't know. One of the Babysitter's Club books. I don't have it with me. so I don't. <laughs> uh, The Babysitter's uh, Go to Camp. Okay, close enough. Babysitter's Club, Super Special Number 2, Babysitter's Summer Vacation. And here to discuss it with us is BSC expert, mm-hmm. Tom G. Wolf. Tom, <laughs> what's going on? G'day, guys. How are we? Welcome, Tom. So- Thanks for having me back. Welcome back, back I should say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks for coming back. No, it's It's your second time, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Last time, uh, for for those who haven't listened before, uh, I was on talking about Goosebumps. We were talking about Say Cheese and Die. So we've had a bit of a a, a tonal shift, but not a tonal shift by doing another (laughs) Scholastic book series. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Um, There there may be murderers on the loose in this book as well. That's true. That that was so. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But that was such a such a nothing sort of plot, wasn't it? You know, the right. Yeah. <laughs> so camp yeah. mohawk. You know. Um, yeah. So I guess uh, look when I pe- people who have listened to say Lupine Transmissions or people who listened to me on the previous episode or who've heard me on Shelf Life or ever or run across me. God knows where you've run across me before. But um, yeah, look when I was a kid, a my fun. sisters always had a shitload of stuff. Stuff like the Babysitters Club and Sweet Valley High and all those kind of franchise novels kicking around the house. So, being a being a sort of bored kid and also a pretty voracious reader, I, I just kind of blitzed my way through most of them as well. Um, very much on the DL because this was like the late nineties, and uh, <laughs> you know, like it, it's a, it, it's so a, you were sitting in your bedroom. With your headphones on, listening to Limp Biscuit Significant Other while reading Ozzy Osbourne posters <laughs> yeah. cover the walls. <laughs> yeah, S- sitting there in a... King Diamond makeup, reading uh, the the baby <laughs> like, uh, and crying. That's there, actually a really good image, and I like it. There aren't a lot of really good series for boys, you know, like especially if you're not like a sports kid. Because there are those, like, Matt Christopher baseball books. I mean, with R.L. Mm-hmm. Stein, there is, because those kind of go for anyone. Yeah, but if, if we're doing the gender binary, you know, when people come in and say, I need a book for a boy, a boy book. Ha- Hardy boys. Well, all you do is you direct them to, like, Jerry Spinelli. Like, there are so many authors. But series. Right, but, but they're not oh, wow. series. What about Hank the Crying Cow Dog? The Crime Cow Dog. That, that's for babies. Oh, is that a real thing? Yes. Sorry, I didn't get the yeah, name like, right. It's like Hank the Cow Dog. I can or only think of Hardy Boys as far as like Boxcar Children. I think is is uh, yeah, either okay. or. All kids, yeah. yeah. Hard, Hardy Boys and Boxcar Children, like boring as fuck. Just putting it out yeah. there, like Encyclopedia <laughs> Brown. These yeah. aren't great. Oh, Encyclopedia Brown was alright. Was he the one who had the mysteries yeah. and you had to solve? Yeah. Them yes. And the, yeah. The other, yeah, he was the really one, clever. The other one that I think, like, to be fair, I think this was geared at everyone, but in at my school we mostly saw the boys reading them was Choose Your Own Adventure as well. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Though, uh, oh, yeah. Didn't, I, I did feel like those else. were very boy-geared, to be honest. Like As I've said before, my favorite was the mashup of Choose Your Own Adventure and Goosebumps called Give Yourself goosebumps did you die every time i died a lot but that was that was the whole thing <laughs> were you yeah. one of those kids who like put your finger to mark your your space in there so you could just like cheat essentially literally every kid i thought every single I think kid, every did, kid that. Does that. Uh, did you not do that i i don't know you, I, i'm just getting big like 
choose your own yeah. adventure book cheater energy from you right now, Blake. Like, <laughs> oh, no. I cheated. I admit I cheated. Sometimes if I was very confident in my decision, then I wouldn't cheat because I'd just be like, this is the right decision. This is what and I'm if, going with. if the author kills me or I'm, directs me the wrong way, then that's on them because I know this is the right decision. And then you just put the, put the book down and that's it. You don't, Blake, you don't continue. <laughs> Blake, uh, I'm going to give you two mm. choices. Which one would you choose as a kid? Uh, wait for the authorities to come help or try to skateboard over the pit of snakes? <laughs> that's that's I would, an easy uh, one. Yeah, I'd call, the, I'd call the authorities like a good boy and, and, and sit and wait patiently. Uh, so what happens to me? Uh, the snakes come out of the pit and they uh, attack you. Oh no! Yeah, you sh- yeah. Before the authorities oh, can come. Oh, you should man. have had confidence in your skating skills. Yeah, <laughs> you should have shredded hard and fast, but instead uh, you you died a poser. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, if I haven't read Super Special Number One, because this is Number Two, mm-hmm. guess who's what lost? Blake. Number One. I'm lost. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Do we? Uh, okay, I don't know okay. these can, junior can I, babysitters. Can I give a mm-hmm. little bit of context? Information? Can I give a little bit of context here, or just? Oh yeah, go for it. In? Yeah, okay. yeah. So tell me who Logan in. is. Oh, Logan. Logan's like, oh, he's he's handsome. You know, like he, he looks just like <laughs> Cam Geary. You know, like <laughs> he's very cute. Um, he was so, new to me, and suddenly he's writing like he's one of the sitters. So the Super Specials are kind of spin-offs of the main series. So they kind of occur in between various books that happen in the main series. So uh, thanks to the BSC wiki, someone told me that this one falls in between number 25 and 26 of the main series. And they all have Mm -hmm. kind of like... um, destination episode energy of like sitcoms you know how like every sitcom mm-hmm. has an episode where they go to hawaii and like it's fun mm-hmm. and it's nice but the, everyone acts a bit out of character and you can tell that the tourism board was sort of paying for it you know like mm-hmm. the, the, these mm-hmm. books all had this energy so do Logan, you think the tour the tourism board paid for the grand canyon tourism people paid for the brady bunch kids to get lost at the bottom of the grand canyon i like to hope so yeah the, <laughs> <laughs> it's a I feature know that not Disney a definitely Josh, paid like for the full house family to go to a Disney World that one time. <laughs> I think I think they were on weren't they on ABC owned by Disney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that sounds about yeah. right. Yeah, tracks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uncle Jesse uh dying in the haunted mansion was um pretty pretty seminal <laughs> moment in my childhood, you know. <laughs> they didn't they didn't consider it canon. So yeah. they went back home and then he was just alive again yeah. like nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. I uh so I, I do know that the babysitter super special number one, they go on a cruise. Okay. Is that correct, Tom? Uh, if memory serves, it's called yeah, like yeah. It's called like babysitters on board. Oh, I was correct. I just they go at on the... a cruise before they go to camp. Yeah, yeah. They're probably babysitting someone. Are they babysitting on the <laughs> cruise? Oh uh, yeah, probably. There's, there's they're always really... babysitting. I mean, they're probably there with the Pikes because the Pikes have ninety kids. <laughs> so the Pikes are like, are the we need, rich? we need all of the club to come on this cruise, and then they signed up every other family in Stony Brook because of group discounts. Probably, I don't know. Group, group I haven't bonds. read this book in a long time. But yeah, I'm just this, guessing. There's always a yeah. really contrived way that like they make sure all the girls go on holiday together, <laughs> which, which which is a stretch in itself. You know, like trying to organize more than three people to do anything. Is 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 difficult let alone like you know i think buddy <laughs> tell me about it i remember planning a trip to portland oregon with my two buddies and it was hell yeah so and that was just with two other people no children involved um, <laughs> like, try, try planning a podcast 
<laughs> and even though they they all get to go to the same camp in this book, they've planned this. Mm-hmm. This book separates them the whole time. Yeah. Yes, the because they all are in different cabins. With I didn't like agents. that. I wanted my girls together, having fun, having one adventures. Thing, That's how they did the show, I think. One thing, though, Josh, I, I don't know if you felt this way. Uh, I was talking about this to Blake offline the other day, is when, <laughs> when they're all off on their own, it does kind of highlight sort of what dinguses they are in a way that the main series doesn't. <laughs> like, they're all kind of like, you know, in the in the main series, you kind of like, they're not the most popular kids in school, but they're not like getting bullied or anything like that for the most part. Mm-hmm. And then when they're all separated, it's kind of like, oh, they're just these like, everyone else thinks they're these huge weirdos <laughs> and stuff. They just have strength in numbers true. when they're together, yeah. you know? And, I, <laughs> like, and I'm not sure if that was intentional to, to kind of demonstrate to kids that, like, hey, sometimes new experiences can be a bit daunting, or if it was, like, the Ghost Riders sort of, like, meta-commentary on the series itself or something. Like, you know, like <laughs> what, yeah, what a weird contrived series we put together here. But I like to think it's the latter, but it's probably the former, you know? <laughs> We and we we were we were talking about how because I've seen the show version of this and, yeah. and how uh, w- when you're in a group of strangers they don't care that you're in a club right and they made that <laughs> they don't they made that cool. very yeah. clear on the show yeah well right. I guess we'll just start diving into the yeah. book right now because yeah, we pretty much sure. are talking about it but that's how okay so what happens is the girls decide because Dawn is obsessed with camp movies she just got a vcr and they have cable (laughs) and so she records movies onto vhs and she watches them over and over and the two movies are meatballs and porkies (laughs) and the parent trap (laughs) porkies but she didn't talk about it with anyone because she didn't want anyone to know parent trap has camping there is well that's how the twins oh they meet at camp that's right so Dawn is watching these movies. I think she's been camping a couple times out in California because Dawn's personality is health nut in California, <laughs> basically. And But she convinces the rest of the babysitters to go. And so they convince Stacy to go. And then because all the babysitters are going, word gets out around Stony Brook. And so all these kids also sign up to go. But Mallory and Jesse, who are junior babysitters want to go but they want to be CITs and here's where the thing that Blake was talking about comes into play where like no one cares that you're in a club but they literally write an essay on their application about how they're in the club (laughs) and they're really good with kids and they think they should be counselors and training like the rest of the members of the BSC and the camp director Mrs. Means aka Old Meanie which (laughs) what a creative name kids come on she, yeah, <laughs> burn. It's I mean, if you if you live in their town, you have to send your kids to this camp because otherwise, who is going to watch your kids all summer? No one. You're going to have to stay right. home every night. That's true. They won't have. They have to call the babysitters agency, and they don't want no. that. Camp, they, they, summer and they're camp gonna has start always making out with been... their boyfriends, and your house is going to burn down. <laughs> so, summer camp has always just been a dumping ground for for children, yeah. for rich kids. By the way, just. To make clear, because I don't know any non-affluent kids who have ever been to camp. Okay, so so you you guys are going to have to fill me in on this a little because, like, I I've been to camps, but they went for like a week. Um, yeah. So same. the idea, yeah. the the idea of like these sort of. Uh, multiple weeks to months long summer camps that happen in yeah. the US is like 
totally foreign territory to me, and I'm not yeah. really sure whether that's just like a, a movie and pop yeah. culture thing or whether it's like, did you guys actually do all this stuff or like? <laughs> I've never been to camp. The, I mean, I went to like summer school in the summer, which is where the poor kids went. You went to the public summer school program. She went to vacation Bible school. Never did that either. <laughs> um, but like there are church camps. I don't know if you have to pay to go to those or not. Yeah, you do. But it's like uh, it's like 80 bucks. You, you do. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah. It's oh, pretty okay. nominal. That's... Yeah. The... And the... Tom, were those the camps that you went to? Were they church camps? Yeah, they were. The, so there's a, there's a place down in – it's shut down now, but it was called Camp Breakaway down in a place called Fitzroy Falls, which is um, – uh, it's it's outside of Sydney. It's probably a couple of outside, a couple of hours outside of Sydney. So I went there two or three times as a kid, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, but it was like I think it was like a hundred bucks, and it went for a week, something like yeah. that. Yeah. So it 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 had elements of this kind of American style thing, but I wouldn't say it was mm-hmm. um, a, as intense. And certainly, we weren't wearing yeah. fucking matching outfits or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've always been fascinated by camp culture because of things like the parent trap that, you know, you see on TV. Salute your shorts. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they were there like all summer. Life. Salute your shorts. They were there for like 100 episodes I think or they something. were there for like five years. I don't think yeah. they... Yeah, they just live there. <laughs> they just live there, yeah. Uh, but I never got to experience camp culture. It was just not something... I think Blake went to like a smart kids camp, right? I went... Well, yeah, uh, but that was not... Okay, yes, it wasn't overnight. It was I wanna say a week or two weeks. Mm-hmm. I went to a a like outdoorsy camp that was literally a weekend because I was too much of a wuss to do it for the full week. So you did do an out like a like yeah. a camping like type. a camp yeah. Mohawk, but it wasn't called that. It's probably I think it's one of the ones that's now shut shut down because of like predatory counselors that's like, like half of the, of the places all of the so, it was, so yeah. it was a church camp then basically like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah just all of them in this area have that yeah mm. but i don't know of any that are these weeks and months long i the most i know of is a week or two weeks those those feel very east coast right like it feels like something that like yeah. like you said like rich kids did on the east they go to like acting camp yeah or uh, like, like theater yeah. camp that kind of thing. God, imagine yeah. how insufferable what? that'd be. Like. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, and you put like on horror a show. movies, there are always camps on the east coast, right? Like Friday the Thirteenth yeah. yeah. camps on the mm, east coast. That's in New Jersey. Sleepaway camp probably on the east coast. They never really tell us how long the camp is on Friday the Thirteenth. They don't because they never get they to never have get the campers right. there. Yeah, they're they're always like killed on the and then everyone gets murdered, the setup yeah. night. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, actually, the night the counselors all go. You know, though, a few years ago, I did have um, a couple of friends who went and worked in the U.S. as um, camp counselors, essentially. Um, you know, like I'd be talking about when I like I'm 36 now, so we'd be talking about back when back when I was in my early 20s, probably. But they they had the, some kind of program over here where they essentially needed camp counselors. So the idea was you went over there and worked for like I don't know three or four weeks, and then you got some kind of visa that let you travel around the country for a couple of months after that, or something like that. So uh, the money was apparently not, pretty not good. bad. Hmm. Yeah, I am denied about it once, and then I was kind of like just didn't have any follow through on it whatsoever so you know <laughs> yeah. well yeah. the kids would have thought you were the coolest counselor they ever met yeah, yeah. i just never did the they camping stuff out. and i was like interested in camping like in in going to camps and i was interested also in boarding schools but i think that came from reading like 
the Roval Doll biography called Boy, where he oh, talks shit. about going to a boarding school. And I was like, I want to go to a boarding school. And my mom's like, uh, we ain't rich, so that's never going to happen. You, you <laughs> don't want to go to a boarding school. <laughs> I cannot stress no. that enough. <laughs> Read the chocolate Honestly, war and see how fun it sounds. Read. It was probably uh, more of a I want to get away from my family situation. Yeah, was yeah, yeah. Anything else? I get that. I get that. So I watched the Parent Trap, the original one, this morning. They're only at mm-hmm. camp for like twenty minutes in the movie. Well, that's just the setup of yeah. the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, what I'm saying. It's time. like it's not and and they're getting in trouble the whole time. I guess they're doing hijinks, but <laughs> at least yeah. meatballs is like a fun uh, camp experience the whole time. Meatballs is a really loose narrative. It's really like it's been a long time since I've seen it's it. But Bill it's Bill Murray like, riffing. Yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> Bill Murray yeah. when he was actually fun, as opposed to the kind of like yeah. awful person he is now. Um, <laughs> and and just sort of like hot takes. Yeah, no, I, I we'll talk about that more off air. But <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. yeah, like he, he's just kind of fun, and he's there, and he makes quips, and like. He takes a Chris make Chris make piece, is it under under his wing, and um, you know shows him how to like you know get a girlfriend, but in a very like non sleazy way, and so on. And there's a few people in bikinis, and that's kind of it, I think. Like that, that's there you go. That's meatballs. Sounds like, good. You know. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. I think it's the best movie. Yeah. the best camp movie, in my opinion, other than any horror film set in camp, is Wet Hot American Summer, the camp spoof movie. That everyone loves. I will not let Ernest Goes to Camp be. uh, Oh, sorry, I forgot about slandered like this. In Ernest Goes to Camp, those the it it was a camp for rich kids, except these delinquent kids were sent there as punishment, right? Like, and that's who Ernest Uh, was the counselor for. Right, so it was that kind of. It's hmm. been so long since I've seen Ernest Goes to Camp. Every camp has a misfit bunk. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They were the last chance. Like Animal House. If they they had, if they <laughs> if they didn't do this, they had to go to juvie. Oh, if they man. didn't do that, they'd have to go to one of those boot camps that Maury sends people to on his show. <laughs> yeah, where the drill sergeant comes in and screams. Where the drill? Yeah, and they just like hike in a desert for a week or something. I don't. <laughs> that's my impression did, of what happened. So did Troop Beverly Hills? Were they just on a camping trip Ooh. for like a weekend? It was Girl Scouts. It Girl was Girl Scouts, Scouts yeah. and okay. they Scouts, yeah. they were doing it was it was not a color war, but it was a competition like um, where they have to make it through. It's like a race, but it's like proving their outdoor survival skills. I guess it was kind of kind of like and a really large scale scavenger hunt or something. Almost wasn't it? Like it, kinda. It's, it's been, been so long since I've seen it. Yeah, or, or, or I really want to revisit it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, uh, I liked it a lot. My sisters had watched yeah. it a lot, so it was all it was always kind of on. And I liked Shelley Long because we knew her from um, the the Brady Bunch Cheers. movie. So yeah, no, 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 oh, Cheers. Okay. I, I was way too. <laughs> I, I've never seen an episode of Cheers. I was way too young for Cheers. So like it just. <laughs> we knew her from Altman movies. <laughs> No, when it's, I was it's 12, yeah. uh, I was uh, yeah. all about the Robert Altman canon. <laughs> I mean, hey. He was like, Mom, can we watch Nashville again? Yeah, Kids love Popeye. <laughs> wait, did... Are you thinking... Wait, did Robert Altman yeah. make Popeye? Yes. <laughs> oh, for a second I thought you were confusing Shelley Long with Shelley Duvall, right? Because no, she played Olive Oil. he loves yeah, all the Shelleys. Yeah. I'm yeah, talking okay. about the yeah. art film 
Robert Altman's Popeye. I forgot all about Robert Altman making that movie, and now that's the funniest thing some, I've ever. Some of the best sets ever constructed. S- in speaking movies. of which, Blake, can I have my Criterion copy of that back from you? You know, at some point. <laughs> yeah. I will. I will internationally mail it right now. Man, it's expensive to keep shipping this uh, Popeye back and forth. Yeah, I don't know why you just don't buy your own, but I guess that's the. Well, that's it was an uh, Australian-only release, so <laughs> okay. we can't get it here in the states we better talk Sucks. about the rest of this. oh well we we got sidetracked because we were talking about uh i know camping experiences but basically what happens is mallory and jesse write an essay and because of that they get to be count junior counselors mm. in training so i figure like old beanie was just kind of like i'm not gonna be able to get these kids to shut the fuck up unless i just, yeah yeah right. so like, do you yeah, think I'll they still them. had to pay to attend Ooh, yeah good absolutely question. oh yeah yeah 100 okay. yeah. okay they were scammed big time <laughs> it's like when you tell a kid like uh now you're 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 in charge i need you to like look after these other kids be responsible while i'm out of the room that kind of thing it's like <laughs> didn't didn't they give todd Savage at the movie theater like a fake um, yes. name tag. You need to bleep out the last name on that. Doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> but they, they they tried to placate him with a fake supervisor <laughs> name tag. It, I mean, it's it's unironically assistant to the regional manager type of stuff that they were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like your assistant to yeah. the head usher, I think is what they told him. Basically, <laughs> who was head usher? You? <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> were you? Yeah, he just had the most. Se- he had the most seniority. No, I didn't, usher, and I that's why that's why there were a lot of haters that came for me when I was uh, <laughs> announced, announced as head hey. usher. I hadn't worked there that long. Uh, you think they came for you? You don't know what it's like to be me, my friend. <laughs> no, not the not the managers. Some of the ushers who'd been there longer got really mad at me. Irene hmm. uh, yeah. got mad at me <laughs> because he want yeah. he. I didn't want it. I didn't want a responsibility because I made no more money. That guy. But Blake, weren't, weren't they mad at you because you kept stealing nacho cheese or something? Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I heard you just put it in Ziploc bags put, and suck it right in your pockets and walked lo- out. No, no Ziploc bags. Oh, okay. Loose <laughs> cheese, just cheese and uh, okay. liquid cheese in the pockets. So I assumed you, <laughs> just... you you stuffed it into plastic bags, then put it down in your crotch to keep it warm so it'd stay liquid. <laughs> so I, yeah. But I, I don't know. I filled. No, I filled my pants all the way to the top. He would just go in, put his pocket up to the fun nacho dispenser, and pump it <laughs> until his pockets were just full. Yeah, you can't, you can't do that in front of the customers. Cheese. That's that's untoward. <laughs> he got in trouble when his hands were covered in nacho cheese, looking like Winnie the Pooh with the honey. <laughs> Actually, my head was stuck in a giant bucket of cheese, <laughs> and I was one of those around. big old cans. I was bumping into walls and stuff because I couldn't get it off my head. <laughs> and I said, oh, bother. Why couldn't there have been something that entertaining in this book? Because I, there's no great gags like that in a camp no. novel. Not at all. They kind of swerve you a lot in the sense that you think some fun camp trope is going to happen and then it doesn't. Like right. <laughs> There are no fun. There is no short cheating. There is oh, no right. fun. Short cheating. No fun. <laughs> They should be. Is that what it's called? Yes, it is. But Uh, yeah, that's the experience you felt like you're missing out on is short cheating someone's bed. Yeah, I want camp pranks. That's classic. That's classic. I want the hands in in the in the warm water. (laughs) Right. Okay. The shaving cream on the face. You want an atomic wedgie or an atomic? I want sorry, an atomic sit up, which happened at my church camp. 
I want the boys to come sneak into the girls' side of the camp and do a panty raid. These are things I want in my camp experience. These are now crimes, by the way. Yeah. By the way, to uh, the other counselors, not to the children. We um <laughs> don't don't get the children's underwear. That's disgusting. Yeah, that's that's no. The, we Just we the locked, adult counselors. When, when I was at camp, we locked one of our cabin mates out outside of the cabin while he was nude. Like he came out of the shower because there was like <laughs> a communal shower in the cabin. Like we didn't have communal bathrooms. We had communal showers, so he came out, and it was a I don't know. You like look. You guys were both you know young guys at one point. You know how much like weird nonsense flies anyway like the standard thing was as soon as you came out of the shower someone would like try and grab your towel if you and be like woo <laughs> and then, and then, and then like, <laughs> is this true and then flick you with the towel right yeah yeah so of course it, it, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's very weird yeah. in hindsight but like you know you yeah. just kind of took it for granted at the time anyway this mate of mine yeah. came out we grabbed his towel and then we all shoved him outside the cabin locked the doors jesus <laughs> i mean that sounds like a fun camp prank you know what girls do in in group showers they uh plug yeah we up. do i've seen That's a lot exactly of movies we do i've seen some of that's uh, what we do <laughs> they do what yeah we they... just start pelting another yep. girl with tampons and yep. pads oh. and yelling plug <laughs> it up at her as she is very scared trying to figure out what's happening to her body <laughs> girls have their own way of psychologically scarring <laughs> we do. their their peers we do it's okay well i'm sorry um, that you never got to have a camp-wide pillow fight Nope. Which we, nope. I, we did at church. Oh, yeah, we did, camp. It was we fun. We did pillow fights. We didn't do wow. a whole camp wide one, but we did pillow fights. We TP'd the room a couple of times. That was good. Like, there was you no TP'd your own room? In this. Yeah. I, I, look, I don't know. We, we just heard about this thing from like American media, I should add. Like, like oh, how funny would it be if we TP'd the room? I, so we did it. The the guy came, the camp counselor came back and he was like, good one, guys. Pretty funny. Like, um, that sound that you know, good one. And then, so the next night we did it again, and then he got kind of like actually mad at us, and he's like, <laughs> "Look, once <laughs> is funny, twice is you being stupid." <laughs> yeah, but a third twice time, bad, yeah. Rule of threes. <laughs> if did, you had done that, would we that did. would bring it back around to funny? <laughs> yeah. We did a uh, we, we um, okay. toothpaste on the door handle as well. That's that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> there were none of these. How, I, they, they, and this is a thick book too. I have to say that this thing about my my weekend long camp, uh-huh. because uh, Tom might find it funny. <laughs> so when I when my friend and I were packing for camp, um, we made it very clear to each other that it was not going to be acceptable to bring our stuffed animals, right? Because we had to be big boys. Wait, how old were you? Um, twenty five. T- ten, yeah, <laughs> I was probably like seventeen. Uh, no, maybe I might have been like I might have been like ten. Did you have like a giant fivel doll that you wanted to? Bring? I had I had stuffed animals anyway. Okay. Um, did you have so a pet net? I didn't. I did. Okay. I didn't bring any stuffed animals. Mm-hmm. We get there. One of the kids in our bunk has multiple of those wrestling butt like that, but the wrestling butt. Yeah, oh. we're bringing our stuffed animals to record. Wait, I've got another one. This. <laughs> This so hey, oh is, is that a yeah. yeah okay Aww. I thought it was a Totoro a for a second there <laughs> yeah um, eating a cookie okay sorry so one kid has multiple uh, WWF at the time wrestling buddies <laughs> and I'm just like oh so this kid can bring his his stuff to yeah those friends? aren't for babies though those are yeah cool. they're not for babies right you like them, you throw them around <laughs> yeah and like, drop elbows and stuff like you can't you can't do that with I don't know. 
Ted Ted over here. Like, you know. Sorry, you couldn't. You couldn't bring Snuggles, Blake. So, so do I have Blake on a scale of one to ten? How jealous were you that he brought plushies and you didn't? And he had the ultimate much- warrior, and you were all alone in bed with no one and nothing. <laughs> it, it de- one of them definitely the was. Customer. I think it was. It was Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior, if memory serves. Yeah. Those two were pretty much standard. Yeah. A little bit jealous, but I was not into wrestling, so. We we had our Sonic the Hedgehog comic books that we brought. Oh, uh, the Archie ones? They were good. <laughs> That's yeah, cool. The... Yep, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Jessica, do you feel like in this book there would have been more pranks and shenanigans if it had focused more on the boys? Maybe, because oh, yeah. that is where we get the trope of the food fight. Yeah. The camp food fight does occur whenever Logan comes into play yeah and we get but we only get is it too low okay so this book is set up where stacy has agreed to go camping but she is making everyone keep a diary of their experience and she's going to make it a book of her own and she says like they can borrow it if they want to read it but it's my book (laughs) that i am creating and so the book is told basically alternating chapters through babysitters and they they're writing their experiences for Stacy in this book and each chapter starts with a postcard home. Stacy has also gone and stolen postcards sent from the one of the babysitters to someone else said I need these for my book. I, I would yeah. uh, I would call it an epistolary novel in the grand tradition of Dracula. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is our second epistolary wow. novel in a row. Oh my God. We had oh, yeah, for Springsteen. Right. Yeah. So yeah, if we had had more, I don't know. I feel like girls can do shenanigans, but I feel like the girls' shenanigans are more cruel. It's psychological bullying. Boys are just like it is uh, throwing stuff at each other's nuts. <laughs> yeah, just because, nut tapping. Yeah. Well, because Marianne and Christy, like their whole arcs are just Christy's. Is I'm not as pretty as these other girls, and they do a makeover on her. Correct. Yes. Where. That's what they do. They get her down. They pluck her eyebrows. They tell her she'd be prettier if she trimmed her hair or had bangs. They put makeup on her. They don't take her hat away, do they? Well, there is a dance, and I I think they take her hat away, and oh, she gets no. to dance with all the boys all night because she is a knockout. Whoa. Yeah, they bully her by Underneath turning her into uh, a she's into, all that. Into Rachel, <laughs> yeah. yeah, to Rachel Lee Cook, basically. <laughs> and, and Marianne's whole plot line is trying to impress these girls who don't think that she's sophisticated by letting them know that, number one, she does have a boy. She's not a baby. She has a boyfriend. All right. And he is across at the boy's side of the camp. And because of that, Marianne gets in her own shenanigans. But the boy's side, well. It sounds a little more fun over kinda... on the boy's side from the yeah, oh, yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah obviously. Yeah, we got yeah. the better pranks. Someone tries to swap the, the on movie nights. Someone tries to swap the movie for a dirty <laughs> movie. Classic yes. prank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a food That's fight. so funny. That's such yeah. a funny bit. Wait, in a be- in a- that's something that happens here? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. And instead, they watch meatballs, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It <laughs> yes. Ne- it never What's worse than watching anything, a but like if you... movie about camp at camp? I think that's on. what everyone says. They're trying yeah. to switch out with meatballs a... three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's they they, the, yeah. they were actually trying to put in solo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to get these these like, mentions we in. We wanted to watch meatballs, and I was like, "Nah, fellas, it's solo time." <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> no parents, no rules. Yeah. Here we go. Solo, solo, solo. It's like the kids Barton chanting Fink. on Simpsons. Yeah, Barton yes. Fink. Yeah, it's one of my all-time favorite Simpsons gags. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> it's really good. So each girl kind of has their own little arc and their own journey of self-discovery, I guess. Whereas Logan just joins in a food fight. Like that's, he has lots of fun pranks. Um, it, his so, his letters are the most fun though, just tonally. Because, I don't know, he just sounds fun. And he's, he's also very like... And he's complaining a lot about, I'm writing this in this stupid is. thing. I don't want the boys to find out and see that I'm writing a letter and a diary. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just such a, such a dude's rock moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Truly is. Oh, dude. Um, yeah. So each girl kind of has their own lark. I guess... I guess Jesse and Mallory. Jesse gets two chapters. Mallory just gets one. One, which one I'm sure Tom was grateful me, for. Like, so. <laughs> <laughs> and Mallory is supposed to be the writer. By the way, I don't see anything flowery or distinctive about her prose. She sounds like she, any other girl the, in her she's voice. She's the worst. Like, how you know, isn't she ten? Uh, I think they're 11, like 11, eleven or twelve. <laughs> they're eleven okay. because councils and trainings have to be thirteen. Twelve or thirteen, I can't remember Sounds now. Right. Like, uh, I think it's thirteen. I think they're yeah. like two years. Is yeah. Mallory introduced in the Netflix show in this yes. in this camp thing? Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's she the redhead kid. Yeah. She's even introduced before because uh, in the boy crazy Stacy episode, mm-hmm. it's it's the Pike family that they're babysitting for. Okay. And Mallory is the oldest. Does she have sibling. a personality in the show at all? Her personality is redhead who likes to write. That's all. That's all I need. Mm. Right? Yeah, and, and maybe right? maybe Catholic because there's like nine kids in the family. Like, <laughs> there but are. that's more there's implied like than ever explicitly stated. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You just they could just be like quiverful. Um, no, like but they're, they're kind of they're kind of ambiguously <laughs> Irish. So you know the yeah. Well, the red hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I don't know. Has the quiverful movement really worked its way to the East Coast in it's, the eighties? At that point, in the eighties, <laughs> I don't know. About I mean, that. the Catholics I mean, just 89. did it with the, without saying it. You know, like. Well, Mormons too. Right. Yeah. If you were from a traditional Mormon home, you it's just because birth control was forbidden. It was yes. just a yeah. side effect. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, yeah. it wasn't exactly. on purpose. That, yeah. and they want to have a lot of uh, of uh, members of their church, yeah, right? So, best sense. way to get members: populate. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Jesse and Mallory, I guess, have the most. M- I don't want to say meaningful storyline, but it's Jesse encounters racism, and from the beginning. She even writes in her entry, like, I am one of the few black kids here. I stick out. Mm. I don't like it. I'm kind of used to it, though, because I live in Stony Brook, which is also incredibly white. And I believe that Mallory, in a gesture, trying to be like, hey, we're cool. Junior CITs makes armbands that say junior CITs. And Jesse's like, oh, great. Here's another thing that I'll make stand out. Yeah, Not only yeah. am I black, but I have to wear this stupid armband for my dumb at, friend. At, at every turn, I'm just like, why is Jesse even friends with Maori? Like, she's so much, <laughs> she's so much cooler. She's more interesting. Like, Maori more just, talented. Like, sucks. You know? yeah. yeah, more talented. Yeah. <laughs> Here, let's, oh, let's put yeah. these things on that let everyone our age know that we're narcs. Yeah, that's, that's kind of it, isn't it? Like, you know, the. Basically, yeah. Mm. So they are asked by Ole Meany to create a dance routine for the eight year olds to perform <laughs> on Parents' Day at the end of their two week camp time. I mean, that's, that's a camp trope here. if uh-huh. you want a camp trope. Like, oh, like, there's a parents' yeah. night. Yeah. True. Right? You're, you're, always, you're always setting up to some performance at the end of the, 
the thing. It's like That's a talent true. show or something. Yeah. yeah, it's where the characters really come out of their yeah. shells and yeah, you know, but I, learn, and learn their I, true nature. I do feel it's disappointing that they didn't do a show about putting on a show, though. Like, that's the (laughs) that would have been the maximum kind of like camp performance experience, (laughs) right? Yeah, uh, so but they are in a bunk with some very uh, not so nice girls. I believe there are two Marys and maybe there's just a Mary, a Mandy, and a Maureen. It's like all M's because Jesse points out that everyone in her bunk. Their names all start with M.A., except for her. So not only is she black and has to wear this stupid armband, wow. but her name is Jessie. So she doesn't even fit in, like, with the names of everyone in her her uh, cabin. And a girl named Mary says that they look like the Bobsy twins and the way they stick together. What and, are the Bobsy twins? Uh, they, they were kind of like, like a, a book Hardy series? Boys, Hardy yeah. Boys yeah. And Nancy Drew type, but maybe like a ripoff slightly, type situation. Slightly younger readers, maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a weird pull. No, and right. a girl named Mandy says they don't look like any kind of twins, if you know what I mean, because you know one is white and redhead, and one Yikes. is black. Yeah. yeah. And Mal decides to try to one up them and says, "I'll have you know that both sets of Bobsy twins were one boy and one girl, Bert and Nan, and Freddie and Flossie. How much can a boy and a girl look alike? We look more like than they do." <laughs> it wasn't got, you got him yeah you got him yeah, yeah. didn't 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 play to the crowd i don't think like uh, doesn't one of them run them the down own. and say something like you still listen to the or read the bobsy twins like it's yes like, baby stuff your babies <laughs> uh but um jesse has to render her defense and be like yeah we both read the bobsy twins okay even though she admits in her mind like no we moved on to nancy drew but mainly we're horse, horse girls. We read horse stories, okay? Yeah, I did kind of like the, like, that's how grown up we are. We read horse, <laughs> horse stories. We've moved on to horse materials. Yes. So we're all grown up now. Um, we read pony pals these days. <laughs> Saddle club. Yep. Uh, so uh, Mary Ann and her cabin is surrounded by very sophisticated counselors and training who um, basically she has to brag about having a boyfriend, which kind of gets in her into a pickle later because she has to prove that she's cool and really has a boyfriend. Dawn has really no storyline other than she is obsessed with a camper who is just, I kind of wrote, hold on. Heather, Heather. Uh, I wrote, Heather is withdrawn, quiet, pensive, and shy, which annoys the shit out of Dawn. <laughs> like, Dawn cannot stand that this girl... Dawn can't shut up. ...would rather just lay in her bunk and read a book than she would playing, you know, with other girls outside. She doesn't like, want to tell dirty Dawn. jokes with, with Sherry? No. She doesn't want to do that. She doesn't want to go roast marshmallows. She just wants to be left alone to read. And Dawn just can't understand this, is obsessed with it. And she also describes her as a teeny bit on the pudgy side, as if at 11, she still has baby fat. Come on. People have baby fat until their 20s. Right, right. Like, Look at Reese Witherspoon's early work. Anyway, Dawn really annoyed me in this book. Like, she is really focused on looks throughout this whole book. Like, her descriptions of all her campers are like, she's kind of cute, but her eyes are kind of close together. And I'm like, isn't Dawn supposed to be the cool hippie chick? Yeah. Who shouldn't care about, like, looks? But they also kind of, like, they always imply that Dawn isn't sort of the most naturally best looking of any of them, like, in the the sort of more mainline books. Um, Yeah. Dawn Dawn is, Dawn is painful. Like, you know, I probably like her more than Stacy, but... 
I still think that, like, if Dawn was real, she'd be, like, a full-blown anti-vaxxer or something like that now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, she would be, and I don't mean any kind of offense, because not all people who do this are this way, but she would totally be homeschooling, anti-vax, making her kids watch Loose Change. Yeah. Uh, She'd also be selling, she sells essential oils. She was marching around the Springfield Square yesterday with a sign that said... (laughs) uh, Dr. Fauci, stay out of my children's uh, bloodstreams. <laughs> no Fauci ouchies. No Fauci ouchies. Well, was that a just, chance? just yesterday we had a protest of like, I think it was about three and a half thousand people in, in the middle of uh, Sydney I saw City. this, Tom. Someone yeah. punched Stop. a horse. Someone punched a horse. Uh, what? So, it's unhinged. Like I. So how long is uh, lockdown going to be now? Since everyone just decided to go out and protest lockdown. Yeah, that, that's that's a really good question. So look, the mm. the initial date they set for the end of this lockdown was going to be the thirtieth of July. I didn't think that was terribly realistic anyway. Just kind of looking at case numbers and stuff like that. But uh, now we've had uh, literal thousands of dickheads go out and probably make it much worse. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, sort of people are talking about maybe October now. Like, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, so. Good. Oh, great. Yeah. Could you imagine if America had actually locked down for longer than a month? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, look, uh, I have a lot of Would we be in a better it, shape? Like, the, I do the, They can all be pretty much summed up in like, you know, like it's a real thing. It, it's not a conspiracy. Go get your vaccine. Um, if get you vaccinated, wear a mask, the, and just be kind. Yeah, if you have thoughts to the contrary of that, then fuck off. I don't want to know you. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> just <laughs> get your own island, maybe. I don't. Know. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about the healthcare no, no, but, uh, uh, system in America right now because it could be a whole other podcast. But um, but yeah. Anyway, my large point being is the dawn definitely would have been among those marches yesterday if she'd been in <laughs> Sydney. Like yes. Yeah, so. She probably would have punched the damn horse because maybe it wasn't very cute or maybe it wasn't acting like a horse should act. Yeah, she she was kind of like, that horse, I know I'm a vegan, but it's kind of ugly and then punched on like (laughs) When yeah. when she grows up and has kids, she goes to school board meetings and like screams about how she doesn't want certain types of people moving in. No, she's homeschooled. She homeschooled. Yeah, okay. she homeschooled. Yeah. But she still she that still man. goes to the meetings. She still goes. <laughs> yeah. She still She's like I'm she a member of this on community. The board. Yeah. <laughs> right. Stacey, she posts on the Facebook. The more active PTA member. Like yeah. Who's getting yeah. upset about things. Yeah. But we can talk about that that later. You know? yeah. Okay. So talking about Stacy, that's who the next. Uh, I I kind of organize these all by babysitters chapters. My notes. So Stacy, by the way. <laughs> I love how one time she was writing to her friend Lane, who lives in the Dakota. Does everyone know what the Dakota is? Oh, we're it's a hotel, giant, right? Uh, it's a giant apartment it's complex. It's where John Lennon lived. lived. And was killed. It's like uh-huh. millionaires live there, basically. <laughs> like it's a very wealthy apartment. Can I building. ask when did she move to? She moved, right? She, she she moves away from Stony Brook back to New York. Yeah. So, so she moved, is she, she out of the books at this point for the most part? No, no, no. Okay, so she she in the first couple of books she moves to Stony Brook and becomes the sort of fourth member, like the new kid in town. Then a few books later, she, I I can't remember the numbers now, but she moves back to New York for a while. Then her parents split up, and she move her mum mm-hmm. moves back to Stony Brook, and she comes with her. 
And I think she pretty much stays in Stony Brook after that. Dawn comes and goes a few times, though, and eventually ends up moving back to California. Yeah. Why, but, did, yes. why did she move to Stony Brook? Or why do they keep going back to Stony Brook? What's in I, Stony I think Brook? Stacy's mum grew up there or something like that. Because okay. it's only like, it's only uh, like they're, they're a bit vague about the location, but the idea is like New York's about an hour or so away on the train. So you can Well, like, it's Connecticut because yeah. they talk about like, they talk about Hartford. It's Connecticut. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Connecticut. Uh, I just mean more yeah. like where specifically in Connecticut, I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did, did they move I, back I to New was... York specifically for her like treatments and stuff? I think her dad's a lawyer or something like that. Uh, okay. I, the details. He got disbarred in Connecticut and has to go back to New yeah. York. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I think I think he, I think he still commutes to New York the whole time. But then, like, okay. yeah, when the parents split up, she he moves back to New York because that's where his work and life is, and yeah. presumably the secretary he was having an affair with, I guess. Yeah. So. The, okay. Because yeah. reading this book, my mm. my only Babysitters Club uh, knowledge comes from watching the series in the couple of books that we've read on here i think we've read two maybe and we read one it was only christy's christy's great idea we've never read any other oh okay well, then i've read that and i've watched talked the series. About... Yeah. Uh, yeah so i i i feel like i'm watching like the third season of a show without having seen the second season because she's gone uh marianne's got a boyfriend that i'm supposed to know there's these uh <laughs> mm-hmm. junior cit kids that i kind of know but i don't really like yeah. Mm, well, well, this is yeah. yeah, no, no. This, this is like five years into when the books had come out, so you know. Oh, okay. The, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, wow. but yeah. The, I yeah. will say the one thing this one doesn't do very well that most that pretty much all the main series do is you know there's always that introductory chapter explaining who everyone is, so that in theory you can kind mm-hmm. of jump like the Harry Potter anybody. thing. Yeah, I know. Even yeah. more, like there's like a specific chapter. It's always like chapter two is like we're the babysitters yeah. club, and this person does this, and this person has this personality yeah. trait, and stuff. It all started with yeah. Christie's great, great idea. idea. <laughs> like that's usually how the it kind of thing you get yeah. bored with when you're on your like sixtieth one. In a, yeah, so in a row. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Like, I know how Quidditch is played. Stop telling me. Well, yeah. this this book just doesn't have it. I think the I the probably assuming that if you're buying the super specials, you probably read. <laughs> At least some of the others. <laughs> yeah, this is for the real. Can ones. I say that I still don't understand Quidditch? I think Quidditch is the dumbest invented it, game ever. She has no concept of how sports should work, so the game makes no sense. The I will say this. No I will say sense. this. When I was watching Space Jam: A New Beginning, um, <laughs> I a new legacy, a new legacy. I'm sorry. I was very upset with the. Uh, the form of basketball that was being played in the movie because there were no seemingly real rules to it. And a ba- you mean yeah. in the Looney Tunes could just like fly around and like shoot guns at the ball? No, I, well, they could. <laughs> I'm just going off the first movie. Well, I'm talking about uh, specifically the, the, the goon squad or the Monstars. Like they like... If they did a crazy shot, it's not worth three points. It's worth ten thousand points. Wasn't the uh, the old well, one like that? It's it's been a while. maybe. I, don't, I mean, they both suck. Like they're both bad movies. So I I won't. I think yeah, you're right. But like, I won't be here for this Michael Jordan disrespect. You know, <laughs> like don't you have a Space Jam hat? Weren't you supposed to wear your Space Jam hat tonight? Why was I supposed to wear that tonight? You I, mean, I just wanted to wear, wear it. Matching, oh, I don't. Whole matching outfit, Blake. Yeah. Like the whole Lola Bunny ensemble. <laughs> Hold on, Blake is going to go get his hat so he can wear it. Good, good, good. Uh, yeah, uh, that, that's another movie uh, with Bill Murray when he he doesn't really have it anymore by, by in Space Jam. Oh, 
is Space Jam like kind of around the uh, what's the like larger, larger than, than life? life? Is that yeah. Bill Murray? It's right before the Renaissance, like the Renaissance, uh, like Rushmore was era. Was Bill Murray also in like Osmosis Jones? Was that also he was. Bill Murray? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it was pre. All this was pre Rushmore. Osmosis Jones was because but. Oh, Osmos- when was Osmosis Jones? 2000 or 2001, because I worked at the theater in Springfield. Oh, okay. Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was pre-Rushmore. Okay. No. But that's just oh. one of those things that he was just in that because it's a Fairly Brothers thing. And usually if he's been in something with someone. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about uh, Kingpin. Yeah. His, he's good in Kingpin. Kingpin's... His... Kingpin rules. Yeah. I'll stand by that. Hell yeah, Blake. A lot lot of this stuff, I've got to say, was like straight to VHS over here. Like, I don't think Kingpin ever got a theatrical release over here or anything. Oh, I think I watched it on VHS too. I don't think it was a big... Was Kingpin a hit? (laughs) No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. So, Blake, tell us about your hat. I'm repping the OG Toon Squad colors. None of this uh, new legacy shit. So, did you win that at Trivia? Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. I was gonna say, did you pick that one up on a visit to the Warner Brothers store or something? Or the... <laughs> did you also yeah. get a backpack? No, there was a giveaway. Am I making that up? No, I got a weird pair of and the Incredibles shorts, like gym shorts. Oh, nice! I got a lot of weird shit. <laughs> we all remember we all got Mister Rogers T-shirts. Oh I yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I donated mine. I think I yeah. I think I made mine into uh, just like little cloths to clean my house with. <laughs> Sometimes you need a dust drag. Poor Mr. Rogers. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of uh, Mr. Rogers disrespect happening here. <laughs> right. Look, I'm coming for Mr. I'm Rogers. coming for Mr. Rogers and Michael Jordan, and no one can stop me. In this house, we respect Fred. <laughs> All right, I guess we'll talk about Stacy. Uh, so her big thing is is hypochondria and sickness. Oh no! In this book, uh, <laughs> I, I did love she. <laughs> No, sorry, you, you guys. Well, her, is she a hypochondriac or is well, she actually sick? It's because on their first night there, the uh, the the camp director, Old Meanie, has like a an announcement where she's talking about like, hey, you know, watch out for ticks and watch out for poison ivy, and if you find a tick on yourself, make sure you check that area where you were bitten because there's this thing called Lyme disease and it can make you really mm. sick, and it is here in New York now, so. You know, everyone needs to be careful. And that kind of gets in Stacy's head. And she's also, um, her the children she works with, I think, are all six-year-olds. Is that right? They're yeah, younger. Yeah, they're, they're all, they're all quite she's young. Like, yeah. She's like, all these kids are sick, which is true. I mean, kids are always just germed carriers is mm-hmm. all they are. Um, and so she, and also, like, her parents had made a big deal about, like, her diet and stuff. And so it, it took a while to convince them to let her come. And anyway. She's diabetic. Yes. Yeah. So, um her thing is that she gets, she notices like a red rash and then she notices like a weird bite with like color around it. And then her eyes are really red. And she has a little girl in her uh, cabin named Noni. Am I right? Who yeah, Noni has a, or Noni. Yeah, I wasn't, wasn't. Noni, yeah. yeah. Has like a lisp. So you get to read <laughs> a writer writing out a lisp. Oh my God. It's, it's, pre- yeah, it's pretty, pretty cringe. Yeah. <laughs> also, I always thought lisps were like, Stacy. Yeah, that's how you would say it. But maybe there's the other type of list is Stacy. Maybe no, it's, that's not even a thing. I yeah, don't, you can have you yeah, can have different kind of lisps. Yeah, this, uh, yeah. Uh, I disagree. It's all about the placement of your tongue because I went to speech therapy because I had a lisp. All right. All right. Well, what kind of lisp was your yours? It was the the I cannot I cannot say Z's or S's. So I would say like I remember one time like talking and I was like I love the smashing pumpkins. 
Like, literally, there's also, like, video of me being like, oh, my God, Santa spoiled me this Christmas. (laughs) Like, when I was, like, in, like, third grade or something. They, like, goaded you into saying a sentence with the most number of S's. (laughs) Anyway, uh, the teachers finally uh, recommended I go to speech therapy. So I did for, like, two years. And you would just, they would do things like you would do, like, the exercises. And then they would watch you, like, naturally interact with other kids who had speech impediments to, like, so, like, you would play, like, Guess Who or something with, like, other kids who had speech said, impediments. look at all those chickens. Basically, that was me when I was... I could have been that girl. <laughs> I could have been that look at all those chickens girl. I didn't even get um, that in speech therapy. They just put me in a room with a, a speech therapist. I didn't. You were in it? Yeah, because I can't... And I still do it. Like, uh, I would call Tom, Tom Woof. I can't... I have to focus to say wolf. The L. That's yeah. Adam. Okay. Adam. That's yeah. pretty too. minor. He always calls me Tom Wolf. Yeah. Like you know. Yeah. Wolf. Yeah, the sort like of silent I, L. Yeah. If I'm saying, "Hey man, I'm rocking out to step in wolf," I have to like really focus <laughs> to to yeah. say it. My favorite band is Wolf Mother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, am I the only one here who did not attend speech therapy? Oh, I, did, I didn't go. Tom? I went to physical therapy therapy because I was an unco little kid. Okay. That's uh, that's a whole other story. Yeah. 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 And I, I go to regular therapy because my brain doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Same, same, well, same. Yeah. Uh, have you, have you... Uh, basically, it was just teaching me to keep my tongue behind my teeth because the main thing with the lisp is your tongue goes out. Instead yep. of behind, mm. so it was just training your tongue to go behind your teeth. I anyway, that I'm that's not going to make it. Free speech that. therapy for anyone who has a lisp. Just sit there with the mirror and uh, teach your tongue to go behind your teeth when you say the s's. There you go. I uh, <laughs> I, I did kind of love though how like Stacy just did absolutely not want to go, made such a big fuss about it, and then gets there and then immediately gets sick. (laughs) Yes. So she is basically sent to the infirmary, like, what, within the first couple of days because she goes and she literally has... um, Pink eye. Well, she has poison ivy. She has pink eye. She has impetigo because she has sores around her mouth. So she also has impetigo. Jesus. And the, the... bite that looked like a like a Lyme disease, like a tick bite, is just a bad mosquito bite, but it's surrounded by the poison ivy, so Trump, it looks worse uh, than Blake, it is. Blake, drop in Trump saying, what a mess, right there. <laughs> <laughs> I always... What a mess. I, I kind of liked it because Stacy is a character who I was never terribly sympathetic towards. Like, oh, like the, the diabetes is obviously a serious condition. Uh, don't get me wrong. I don't want to downplay that. Mm-hmm. But it was always like she was such a wealthy, selfish kid from um, New York. It was very hard to empathize with that. <laughs> and, uh, and and she wasn't like she wasn't an actively horrible person, but there was a lot of like um, unkindness by omission or, or oversight all of the time, I think. So it was kind of nice to see her get a bit of a come up and so I have to say. <laughs> but I mean, she, it's clears, God's punishment. she clears up enough to go to the dance. So, I mean, she's, uh, she basically gets out of working around children for a week that's true, and then yeah. gets to go to the dance. I mean, she so. probably got it on you purpose. you be mad though? It's like you're well enough to like go watch this terrible performance. <laughs> well, you can get to that, I guess. Speaking of terrible performance, yeah. Um, so we're back. This is Mallory's only chapter, and this is when we have our uh, very racist moment. Um, Jesse and Mallory are kind of they're kind of goody goods, right? I mean, let's face oh, it. Oh, one hundred percent. All the kids. They're are narcs. Good. 
Yeah. Narcs in training, yeah. I should well, say. Well, basically, they're, yeah, junior CITs, come on. Junior Paul Blart. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they wake up before the camp alarm even goes off. They lay in bed and read. When the when the announcement actually comes up to wake up the, the, the campers, they immediately hop out of bed because they're already awake because they've been reading horse stories since they woke up like <laughs> half an hour before. And... Um, they get worried because they don't want to be late to breakfast. And the girls are like, God, what goody two shoes. And then as they're walking out the door, Maureen yells Oreos at them as they leave. Oh, God. Oreos. What? Hold on. I have the I I, I saved it because it was kind of. Mallory's kind of kind very of stupid here. <laughs> this is. Yes, it's very cringe. Mallory's. Uh, well, her her response to the Bobsy twins was also stupid. So but this is OK. <laughs> Oreos, I repeated to Jesse. Jesse scowled. Yeah, a really nice word, she said sarcastically, meaning someone whose skin is black, but who acts like a white person. Get it? Black on the outside, white on the inside, like an Oreo cookie. But Maureen said Oreos, I pointed out. I'm not black. I know. Either she's really stupid, or she meant that somehow you and I together make up an Oreo cookie because we stick together so much. An Oreo cookie with one cookie part gone because my brother Nikki has bitten it off, dunked it in milk, and eaten it. Ha 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 ha. Mm. Anyway, this is really overthought. Yeah, it was pretty. I mean, look, uh, I, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's clumsy at best, isn't it? Like the, yeah, yeah. yeah it really is. Mm. I think that they were trying to do their best to incorporate a little bit of. Uh, That's not the word you use for that, by the way. Wait, I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna we, go yeah, into slurs. It's, but we don't need to. Go People do no, say I'm that. Not, though. I'm not trying to. That is a real yeah. thing. O- Oreo is a is a slur against uh, biracial or mixed race people. No, no, it's it, it's no, it's it's, it's both. I think it, no, what what Oreos meant to use is a black person who acts white, like they're like like yeah. Carlton. I think on Fresh Prince was called an Oreo. You know, like uh, yeah, okay. it's like, black on the outside. I've I've heard a different, but thing, white yeah. on the inside. Yeah. And that's, so that's what an Oreo is. I I, I don't know why they're calling Jesse this, like just in gen- because she's up I guess early. She has like a white friend. Oh, ma- and she has a white friend. Real, realistically, it was probably because it was the simplest way for them to show like another character yeah. being yeah. racist without actually yeah. having actual without having to use. Like, yeah, yeah, would be would be my yes. guess. Yeah. It would be, and it's their way of trying to incorporate like a, a an actual black character in in white literature, like trying to incorporate their experience from like a white writer's perspective who has never experienced like that situation, mm-hmm. right? Mm. Um, I mean, I'm guessing. I have no idea. I think this might actually be written by Anne. I'm not certain when Ghost Riders came hmm. in. I think she wrote the first like thirty or forty books. Yeah, herself. she, I'm she not did write sure. a lot, and and there's some it's ambiguous about. Like you know, she had a lot of even after she stopped actually writing them, she still had a lot of oversight too. So this one I'm not mm-hmm. specifically sure, but it could be her, or it could have been one of the Scholastic team. It's it's hard to know. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, it's just kind of a kind of a weird way to address race but i can kind of see why they did it you don't want to incorporate you don't want to make it this is a, a book for you know 10 to 13 year old girls like you don't want to incorporate the the slurs <laughs> i guess i uh, yeah yeah. Um, yeah 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 the maori awful, uh, awful character i gotta say like um funnily <laughs> enough uh, very just kind of clueless if, right if you, about if, like yeah and not like 
And in the, in the books too, she becomes a real like it. It becomes very obvious that like Anne M. Martin hates her as well too. Like, so, <laughs> so she. There's a few good articles about this online, but like in as the books go on, like her dad loses his job for a period, and like he's. They don't really delve into it, but they kind of just imply that the dad's sitting around drinking scotch all day, which, you know, good on him, cool as hell. But the, the, <laughs> the kids all go Dude's out rock, and, yeah. and get all these odd jobs and stuff like that. And um, then they go and give him the, like, money they've raised, which is maybe a couple hundred bucks or something. And he's like, oh, thanks for that, kid. Yeah, so that'll I, help my eight kids. Yeah, th- thanks yeah. for that, kids. You didn't really need to do that. We actually have some savings and I got severance pay. And they're like, oh, why didn't you tell us? And he's like, oh, well, you know, we just didn't want you to worry. And then he keeps the money they gave him anyway. <laughs> and uh, there's just oh, some no. other stories that come up too where she like, oh, that's right. Eventually she gets sent away to boarding school and everyone hates her there. Like, you know, she's been bullied too much at, at regular school. So she goes to boarding school. Everyone still hates her. They bull- and, bully her worse. And then she comes. Wow, she, that yeah, you think the bullying would be worse at a boarding school? And then she comes back, and she comes back in one book, and like the rest of the town's kind of moved on without her, and no one's really missed her. So oh she just God. like just has all this awful stuff happen to her. I'm missing quite a lot of it, but uh, yeah, it's I don't think Anne and Martin liked her very much either, to be honest. Like the, she keeps falling off cliffs and getting stung by bees, and yeah, yeah. It's it's Just some of it's at that shit. some of it's at that level, yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Claudia's storyline in this, her arc is that she falls in love. Uh, she falls in love with a young boy. She meets him after um, she goes horse riding. The boys show up at their cabin to invite them to movie night for the counselors and trainings, and she. She can't even listen to the main boy talking because she's just looking at this other guy who is with him. And she says, this is how she describes him. He was gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous, and incredible and wonderful. And I think he's Japanese. Anyway, he's Asian. (laughs) He has black, black hair and dark almond-shaped eyes and creamy skin like mine. His hair is kind of punk. The top part stands straight up. He must have to use mousse or something on it in the morning. That and his black high-top sneakers were about as punk as he could get at Camp Mohawk. Wow. The and, rest of his clothes were TP variety. And that, that guy, um, Storm Shadow from G.I. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's very cool. He is. He is he's yeah. the best. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, yeah. so yeah, she, she kind of falls in love with at first sight with this guy. Yeah. I always liked Claudia. And yeah. oh, Claudia's yeah, great. Yeah, Claudia's yeah. Cool. Everyone she, loves Claudia. She was very, like, she was very, she, of, of, Probably, I don't know I'd say of all the characters, but certainly of most of the characters, she seemed like she'd be one of the most fun to know in real life. Like, Stacy, I don't think would be. Dawn, I'd be very ambivalent about. Ma- well, we all know how we feel about Maori. Jesse, <laughs> Jesse was cool. Chrissy, I think, would be, like, not unpleasant, but just incredibly annoying. Like, she'd be too, like, intense to, to have to... Like, you know, I, I think the other girls cut her out of slack, put it that way. <laughs> you know, uh, and Ma- Marianne would be okay, I guess. But Cordia is probably the one who seems the most overtly fun. Like, yeah. Mm. Marianne just has insecurities because she always feels like everyone thinks she's a baby. Well, and, she, I'm and not to be a fair, baby. she is. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at her braids. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so everyone becomes invested in trying to help Claudia figure out who this mystery boy is because, anyway. 
Um, Marianne's thing is trying to prove that she's not a baby to these girls. And so she writes a letter to Logan. Mainly, she leaves it in a place where the other CITs will find it. <laughs> and she wants to prove that she's sophisticated to them. And, of course, they do find it. Should I read the letter? Yes. <laughs> she's she's a... trying to write a romantic letter in a way that adults yeah. write letters to each other. Right? Yeah. Yes. I think she so nailed it. Says, I, think, I think this is how most of my letters to women go. There we go. This is how Josh writes. His DMs. Dear Logan, I miss you so much. I am counting the days until next Wednesday. This next week will seem like a year. I think of you and I want to swan, crossed out, swoon. <laughs> oh, to fill your arms around me at the dance. It has been too long since our last kiss. I will be wearing the formal teepee wear, of course, and a yellow <laughs> ribbon in my hair. What's the teepee wear? It's like their camp counselor gear. It always has teepees on it, like the logo oh of the camp. God. Yeah. Uh, what of you, my love? Will you wear your aftershave? If you were to bring me a yellow flower <laughs> to match my ribbon, so I would deep. melt in your arms. He can't shave. Love forever. Kisses and hugs. Your love bunny, Marianne. Oh, XXOO. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. That's a. Uh, so, of course, heavy. they do find it, and then they convince her to go deliver it to him by sneaking to the boy's side of the camp before check in, right? Um, because every night, old Meanie comes and makes sure that all the people, all the campers are accounted for, basically. And Randy even draws her a map. By the way, this map is very detailed. Yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> weirdly detailed, wasn't it? Like the, yeah, yeah, like, every cabin is accounted for, you know, the mess hall, everything. It's it's insane. I would just draw yeah. a lake, and I would say boy's side, girl's side. <laughs> yeah, exactly, that's right. Here's a path. I wanted to it loops th- like this. When she actually sneaks out, I think it was kind of like that big um, scene in True Detective where the, you know, the, that big one cut, eight minute scene where he's running away from the <laughs> helicopters and everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So she, Randy convinces her to go and. She warns her about Ronald Feeney and Harve the Knife Johnson, who were escapees from Peachum Asylum. So poor Marion has to walk in the dark at night by herself mm. to deliver this letter that she didn't even want to deliver to Logan to prove that she's sophisticated and cool to the other CITs. And the whole time she's afraid she's going to be murdered. And before she even leaves, Randy advises her to play dead if she runs into the escapees. Maybe they'll leave you alone if you just play dead. So, okay. um, I guess we already killed her. We rescued. forgot. <laughs> Move on to our next victim. <laughs> My yeah. name is The Knife. <laughs> luckily, she is rescued. Um, and by a search party, old Meanie discovered that she had skipped out the bed check someone narked on her or something and so she's like oh i just want to deliver a letter to my boyfriend and the counselors from the boy side take the letter to deliver so now we go to logan who is stuck with the letter the counselor hands it to him i think at lunch and says here's a note it's from your girlfriend and immediately the boys start teasing him one of them grabs the note and reads it out loud and they call marianne a phoebe they're like, oh, is this the Phoebe yeah, they... who tried to sneak over from the girl <laughs> it's side? Such a what does Phoebe stand for, guys? Feeble, feeble-minded. Feeble-minded. Really? Terrible yeah. insult. Is this like the 30s? I think they're trying to use something other than the R word. That is so... Is that what you're... Is that what your thoughts were? Uh, That's what yeah. they used to say like a century ago. Yeah, no. Like, I also think like... Like, Annie Martin herself is really like quite 
you know, even for the time, like some things seem really anachronistic. Like you know, all the all the kids like love I Love Lucy and that kind of thing. They all have all these (laughs) fifties pieces of pop culture, and that's fine. Like I'm not saying like kids in the eighties didn't like I Love Lucy. It's more like I think it's more her. Like and. You know, yeah. and and it very much wouldn't surprise me if like Anna Martin got caught sending a love letter when she was young, and someone called her a Phoebe or something like that. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. maybe. Can can but we yeah, start using Phoebe as the uh, women's version of being a simp? Sure, that'll work, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Considering the history of the word, maybe we shouldn't. But <laughs> hey, yeah, we're, sure, we're, we're redefining it for a new generation. We're taking it back. We're taking <laughs> it back to make it make it a negative about women. <laughs> <laughs> because there aren't enough negative words about women. Yeah. Yes, we exactly. There is. There's a shortage. There is a, f- a female simp word. I don't. I don't. Or term. What is it? Isn't it just simp? That's stupid. Well, yeah. Maybe, women maybe can maybe be simps too. Women can be simps. What is it? I guess. <laughs> Maybe, they call maybe we should talk some about people say pick air. pick me's pick me's oh yeah, yeah. I've, heard, it's dumb. I've heard that yeah. it's stupid i probably heard that, that before. it's stupid um, stuff probably heard that i prefer feed simp, to be honest yeah. Like, yeah right right yeah whatever so anyway after that letter is read aloud logan starts a food fight so we finally get our one of our camp tropes in <laughs> finally dude's rock yeah. dude's rock yeah. <laughs> yeah and what what so, is his punishment Oh, he has He's, to miss out on arts and crafts. Arts and crafts. And he says, what <laughs> oh, a tragedy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and that's right. Ma- and Marianne, Marianne doesn't but... get in trouble at all. Marianne gets a stern look from old meaty, and she thinks, now I know why she earned her name. You got a stern look? Oh, and you're actually like this. She also so... got no swimming for three days. No swimming for three oh, days. I forgot oh, about wow. that. That's still. Yeah, which Marianne still is nothing. like, what a shame. You know? well, yeah. <laughs> now I can't show everyone my hot bikini to prove I'm not a baby. <laughs> but but now they kind of respect her more, right? Because she got busted yes. swimming across the lake. Well, they say they say like only three other girls have made it that far or tried. <laughs> like wow. only you're like you're one of a, a special club of of Phoebes uh, w- who have tried to sneak to the boys' side. I will yeah. say like in the in the later books, Marianne does sort of grow up a bit, and is her father loosens his chain a bit, and, and yes, you know, he does. But. It's it's funny going back and looking at the book covers because you know she just kind of looks like a pretty standard little girl with with long hair and braids and so on in the old ones. But then when she has her makeover, she's just got like a bowl cut and kind of looks like yeah, the woman from has- Alien Covenant or something like that. <laughs> like, kind of, yeah, she does. Yeah, and it's like the, this is not an upgrade, Marianne. <laughs> like, you know, bowl, bowl cut's not where it's at. You know, the hot take, hot take. Yeah. Uh, Late 80s, kind of. Agree to disagree. Yeah, I guess maybe at the time, but I don't, I don't know. Like, it's kind of... Depends on the ball. I'll, I'll, I'll send some pictures later. It's like kind of like a pumpkin pie haircut and some, and, you know, it's... It's uh, kind of like Karen O sometimes. I'll say... Is, it like, is it, it like the Sharon? There were a lot of bowl cuts in meatballs. <laughs> bowl cuts ruled the 80s. Yeah. 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 They were definitely and the art punk scene of the of the early aughts, you know, <laughs> yeah. bowl cuts. Uh, so uh, anyway, the campers help Claudia. They figure out the mystery boy's name is Will Yamakawa, and he will be at the movie night as soon as the bus drops off the CITs for movie night. Claudia immediately finds Will and introduces herself. Oh, to have the confidence of Claudia. Can, okay, right? like, mm-hmm. can I say this? Having all hands on deck trying to find this guy for her 
really does nothing other than lets her know the name of the guy. Because she already knows he's going to be at movie night, and she would have made a beeline for him anyway. So she doesn't really find That's out anything. True. I guess it just proves that these these people are invested in her yes, love life yeah, and yeah. want to see her yeah. happy, right? right. Felt- and I think they're, she asked for their repayment, and they're just like, you have to report back with every detail. Give us the details. Like, yeah. These children are like, we want the, we want to know everything. It felt very um, like, oh, can, can you ask your friend out for me sort of thing (laughs) very very well i mean look to be fair it's meant to be kind of like middle school but yeah it felt very almost primary school to me but yeah Yeah. Yeah. so dawn her big thing is she's still obsessed with heather like the whole book she's just obsessed with this kid who's just kind of quiet and doesn't want to be around people whatever and so they have for some reason, the 11-year-old group is the only group that gets to go on an overnight camp away from everyone else. And whenever they go, they have a new counselor who takes over because their previous counselor, they just found out like the night before that her mother was very ill. And so she had to leave. And so they have a new counselor. And so this new counselor is leading them to the campsite for their overnight and they get lost. Um, Can I ask a so- question? Uh-huh. Why did I just write down Monster Mash in this okay, chapter? Because they start singing it while, while they're walking. While they're hiking, they start singing the Monster okay. Mash. It's got to be the most annoying hike in the world. But, right? but, yeah. Is there any but, reason? But this ties into what I was saying about um, Anne and Martin kind of being obsessed with like 50s pop culture as well. <laughs> like, she she also... Maybe as a, there was no copyright. Yeah, so she yeah, could yeah. use as a, that. As a, as a put down for uh, old Mrs. Meanie, uh, one of the girls says she probably just watches Doris Day movies all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good burn. So Good burn. even older stuff. <laughs> <laughs> she probably just loves Rock Hudson. Yeah. They don't even catch up with yeah. Humphrey Bogart films. They're just watching Doris Day all the time. <laughs> <laughs> How dorky. Uh, Did you catch the new Lucy? <laughs> <laughs> So they do, um, Heather just points out a clearing and everyone's kind of listening to Heather. Um, she's kind of taking charge in this moment. And the next day they try to find their way back. They realize that they're walking in a circle and Heather's like, okay, we're going to camp here one more night. And she's also been the one who's advising them, like, we should ration our food just in case we are lost, etc. Um, so the next day Heather leads them basically back to safety and Don's like, wow, how do you know all this stuff? And she's like, well, I've been reading survival guides for the past, like, two, you know, week in bed. You know, the last book I read were survival guides or whatever. And Heather gets the Camp Mohawk Bravery Medal. Listen, Dawn, if you had forced that girl to go swimming or participate in arts and crafts instead of reading, you never would have made it out of those woods alive. They'd be dead. So, They'd be dead. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one would ever find them. I, I definitely um, had a lot of questions about why they trusted a bunch of essentially like 13-year-olds to take a bunch of 11-year-olds camping. Like, it just seems <laughs> right. On their own? just seems like it, it could be a real problem. But, uh, you know, I don't, and I don't know. And their trail markers are cairns, right? It's just a stack of rocks yeah, to yeah. point them in the direction. Uh, That's all they're using. Like, if because if they had been trained 13-year-olds, maybe. But these kids don't seem trained at all in no, camping. No, no. It's like, he's, he's your tent, he's your sleeping bag, get the fuck out. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. they almost left without a compass. Yeah. Like, someone was like, hey, do we have a compass? And they had to run back and get it. And then someone's like, hey, do we have canteens with extra water? And someone had to run back and get it. Like, no one was thinking of these things. They really would have died if she hadn't read those books. 
<laughs> yes. Yes, definitely. Been a good twist on the series, I guess. It might have got um because Josh, you wouldn't know this, but um eventually Marianne's dad and Dawn's mum get together and get married. Um, because they're like high school sweethearts, but they yeah, that they, they yeah. allude to that on the show, right? Yeah, or they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They heavily allude to. Yeah, it. actually, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I assume that'll be in season two or something like that. But the um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Season so two win? It would have maybe made Dawn's mom and Marianne's dad get together a bit sooner because then she would have been distraught with grief over the death of one of her children, I guess. So they should have killed her off to advance the romance of adults that are... Yeah, <laughs> right. It's a real sight. That's what people really want to you know, see. Like <laughs> <laughs> yep. Totally. Um, so then we have a Marianne still trying to prove she's cool to these girls by letting them attempt to pierce her ear. So Ooh. there's a whole chapter that's just dedicated to trying to pierce Marianne's ear where, you know, they gather the supplies, which seem like they'll be hard to get. I think one of the supplies is even a non-toxic marker to mark her earlobe with yes. before they pierce it. And they surprisingly find it. And then Marianne takes her time, like, selecting a pair of earrings from one of the girls, like, jewelry boxes or whatever. See, this was an interesting read for me because not growing up in America, I was kind of like, do you guys just use toxic markers all the time? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we do, probably. Absolutely. Have you not? Our FDA does nothing. Yeah, I was (laughs) just like, no one tests anything. I have some questions about, like, child safety and products. (laughs) You don't want to know, buddy. We still have have homes with lead paint that kids are just gnawing on, you know? There's just no one cares. Yeah. Maybe uh, that's what happened to Maori. Yeah. Like <laughs> we don't know. We used to get markers to get. We used to use markers to get high. Oh, yeah. like, everyone, 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 like I know, there's those like paint style pens where you can get you know ones mm-hmm. that are you know people would use them for graffiti and stuff. It was cool, um, but but yeah, like your your average default like texters, I wouldn't have thought would be you know too much of a. Help I happen. I I just. Assume that everything I touch is poison in America because we literally our FDA is also so understaffed that they can't test everything. It's or, you know, no one cares about consumer safety until people actually die. Mm-hmm. And even then, it's kind of a reluctant. Um, I think earlier this year, there were several um, sunscreens that people were petitioning to be recalled because they had toxic ingredients. And it took Johnson and Johnson forever to finally recall these these sunscreens. Meanwhile, over here in Australia, you can buy Kinder surprises wherever you'd like. Just, just so you know, like, the- <laughs> yeah, they don't, they don't trust Americans not to swallow the egg whole. <laughs> we are not smart. Oh, We're not a smart country. We, and I, I, I would do it. I'd swallow the toy. Yeah, <laughs> I do love buying my nieces Kinder eggs because they open them and immediately go for the toy. And I'm like, you know, the toy is in the egg in other countries, and they're always amazed by that. Like, yeah, they have they keep the toy separate. Come what? on, what? I, I don't understand this, but the, 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 there's the, no fun in that. Lie, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, so Heather Heather yeah. does a good deed, obviously, which um, I kind of liked Heather. Like she was sort of one of the more interesting characters in of, of all the she of was. all the like 300 new characters they introduce who will never ever be <laughs> mentioned or seen again in the book. Like I did kind of uh, I kind of liked yeah. Heather, yeah, and I liked Will too. He was he was good. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I want to. Yeah, Will's cool. I want to tell um, a piercing story, oh. but it's not anything that involves me. 
just because of the trauma that Marianne... By the way, she did not pierce her ears because all the girls chickened out by the time they got to it. Yeah. They were like, oh, we've never done this before and we don't want to do it now. <laughs> so it was that. And Marianne's like, oh, thank God. Um, but when I was a freshman in high school, there was a girl who was a little bit older than me, maybe a junior, and I was in Spanish, which is one of the few classes where as a freshman, you're integrated with upperclassmen, you know, mm-hmm. who, who waited too long to take their, their foreign language requirement. Sure. Um, and she was like a junior. And one day she came in and we were all just like, because she had a safety pin through her eyebrow. Oh, God. And we were like, dude, that looks infected. (laughs) Her eye was all swollen. And we were like, did... I mean, obviously, it was something that she and her friends did. Yeah. Right? Like, they jammed the safety pin through her eyebrow Mm. and did it themselves. And we were just like, dude, that does not... I mean, no offense. Like, I know... It's kind of hardcore. You're punk as fuck, but that does not It's more punk now that it's infected, though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but we were just like, you, you might want to like clean that. Like, we were all very concerned about her eye. Anyway, she did take it out because it. She admitted it started hurting really bad. So I guess yeah, it's incredibly bad painful. infection. Yeah, yeah. Not, not great. Uh, not great. Yeah. yeah, just a huge safety pin yeah. through someone's eye. And, like, and that girl, Bro- Brody Brody Dale from the Distillers. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was Brody Dale. <laughs> You guys don't know that, but she briefly came to Marshfield High School oh, cool. after she worked as a camp counselor briefly. So cool. She used her visa to go to Marshfield High School. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. Um, anyway, uh, back to it's dance night. Now we get perspectives of the CIT dance from every girl, basically, who goes. Um, Dawn doesn't go because, wait, was it, did Dawn just miss movie night or did she also miss the, no. Mary, Mary she Ann missed, missed movie, movie night. night. Um, cause she yeah, was because she was looking for Dawn. Dawn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, someone doesn't go to the dance. I can't remember who it is, though. The, no, Marianne goes because she like goes and dances with Marianne with goes Logan. because yeah. Logan talks about how she shows up and she apologizes and tells him about the note. And he's glad that the other boy counselor in training can see that she's not a phoebe. <laughs> And he's actually kind of proud and that the other boys come in and cut in when he's dancing. Like, oh, yeah, this is my girl. And she's not a phoebe and she's cute. You know, these kids are all really weird about cutting in. Yeah. This is a weird phenomenon, by the way. Has that ever happened to you at it? These everyone just starts cutting in on everyone while they're dancing. Someone does say they did it because they saw someone else do it or someone did it to them. And so I think it's just kind of a domino effect. No. Oh, yeah, that sounds right, because Christy. if you're left without a partner, then you have to go kid in on someone else, so you're not alone without a partner, right? Yeah. Like, you just, yeah. Well, go get punched. So. Take five. <laughs> Christy used to be cutter in for the, uh, for the night, though, as I recall. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, she does look like a Hollywood movie star. <laughs> Is that what she, they say? That's how she describes herself. When I, she looks in the mirror, she's like, I can't believe I am so fucking hot, basically. I, I <laughs> they didn't do, did they do that in the show? Uh, I mean, I guess she has a slight makeover before her mom's wedding, right? Yeah, but they don't do a thing where every boy has to dance with her at camp. No, 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 no. no. Um, but Claudia, her thing is she dances with Lou all night, and she gets very, very annoyed by everyone cutting in on her. Yeah, she's like, "What the what the hell is going on? Like, I'm trying to dance with Will." Um, when they go outside to talk and they have to say goodbye, Will says, I wish I could hold you forever. And Claudia says, I wish time could stop right now. These are 13 year olds. (laughs) (laughs) I liked when they're dancing and it's really loud and he yells, Mr. Meanie's fly is open. (laughs) And then Claudia says, really? And he says, no, it's just thrilling to think you can yell stuff like that. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, pretty that's why I liked him. Um, I think my favorite letter is when Claudia writes, is this good material for my art? You always say artists need to have experience. I think maybe my heart is breaking, so I will be able to make a good sculpture painting or painting from my pain. Wow. She's writing about losing will. Um, but they do have to say goodbye because the bus comes to pick her up and he's like, well, we got to go. Bye. It's like a very Cinderella moment, right? Like, yeah, yeah. like they yeah. just separate so quickly. No one exchanges phone numbers. No one exchanges addresses. Uh, well, they even yeah. decide that they're not going to like, consciously. yeah, they try and play that up as like a big sort of, you know, romantic or, or kind of existential decision or something like that. But, yes. Yeah. The, yeah. Which yeah. gets an undercut in a couple lives, seconds. <laughs> I know, he lives like an hour away, which I mean, when you're a kid without a car is basically across yeah, the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah like, yeah. I mean, I had friends in junior high that moved to Springfield that I lost touch with, and that is 30 minutes away. Like, like I don't have a car. I'm never going to see you. Bye. Bye, friend. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, it happens. And I mean, this is like, this yeah. book came out in 1989 as well, too. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, it's not like there was social media or anything so you could keep up with people. <laughs> That's true. Mm. Yeah, there were kids I met AOL at camp that I a few wrote away. letters to for a while. But that, or like when I moved from Wisconsin to Springfield, I wrote letters to friends for wow. yeah. six months. And then I was like, well, okay. <laughs> I'm not Let's good just let at those letters. Friendships die. I did the same thing. Like I had a friend who moved to like, and this was more like college age. And I was like, yeah, we'll just like write letters like old school, like people used to. We could mm-hmm. email, but why don't we make it more meaningful? Literally exchange like three letters and quit writing. <laughs> like, I'm, uh, I'm actually gonna go run and grab one of these letters because I think I still have them. I guarantee you, the letter from this kid is funny. Okay, keep talking about the book. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 we will. Let's, so I'll just say that Chrissy's so big thing. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Josh, you've gotten buff, buddy. Okay, so uh, Christy, her big thing for the dance is like the the other CITs keep, keep giving her advice. And one of them says, go over and get something to eat because eating makes you look involved. And when you look involved, you don't stand out so much. So just go stand by the table and eat, you know? Mm. People will come up and talk to you. You, you, look, you look approachable. You don't want to be a feeb like Marianne, Christy. <laughs> <laughs> God, Christy, come on. But yeah, I feel like, I think even Logan, whenever he's he is dancing with Christy, doesn't recognize whenever she cuts in. He's like, who is this babe? Oh my God, it's Christy? Well, like, where's her hat? I, I, was, I was thinking about this last night. So I, I went on a bit of a, because uh, I've read the vast majority of these books, but it, it's yeah. over such a long period so long ago. So I fell down a bit of a Babysitter's Club wiki hole last night while I was researching this. Okay. And nice. spoilers, but eventually Marianne and Logan do split up. And in terms of the books, it's like they're together for probably the better part of a hundred books. But if you kind of damn, because because these things have a floating timeline, like mm-hmm. in real life, they were probably together for like six to eight months or something like that. <laughs> so, which which granted is a long time when you're thirteen, uh, I, I guess. But um, then after. Marianne and Logan break up. There's a book where Christy kind of implies that she's interested in Logan because, like, they're both super athletic and stuff, but nothing, nothing ever comes of it. It's just more like, you know, I, I think it's more meant to be a sign that Christy can't cope with the status quo changing and, like, you know, it, it's it's something like that. But, yeah, it was kind of like that's a, that's a clever little bit of foreshadowing there for a pot that would eventually just not pay off like ah. 11 years later. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. It looks like Josh is back with a letter okay. to, from. I, got, but I don't know why I kept friend? these. Yeah. Okay. Dear Joshua, I can't wait to see you. Last week we went to the Metrodome. The Twins lost two to eight against the Orioles. Do you still collect Desert Storm cards? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! What kind of cards do you collect? If you go to Dell's, Noah's Ark will be fun. Tomorrow, seven thirty-one ninety-three. We are going to Go Kart World. That sound fun too. I hope you have fun at camp and the Dells. See you soon. How old were you? Thirteen. So this was like last. So this was like last year or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Joshua, do you still have your Desert Storm trading cards? Yeah. Do you still have your Desert Storm trading cards? I have some. Yeah. Dear Joshua, I, oh, okay. amazing. The weather is about <laughs> negative eighty degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay, dude. Uh, they had to cancel school for two days, maybe for three days. It depends on the weather tomorrow. We got out for Christmas vacation, December 22nd. Parentheses. I saw Dennis the Menace. It is funny. You need to see Cool Running. <laughs> it is a great movie. Sidekicks. That nice. is a good wow. movie. <laughs> how did so little little did this kid know how much he'd foreshadow your love for Cool Running? Yes. Like. <laughs> that became very important to you. Yeah. Maybe yeah, that's why anyway. he kept it. Yeah. Do you still have any contact wow. with this person? Your Facebook friends or anything? I'm fa- I'm uh, friends with him on Facebook. He became like a hippie. Like a, he seems nice. Has he oh, here's another. Is he a good hippie? Yeah, yeah no, he's a good hippie. Vaccines, yeah. The- <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> well, uh, didn't become yeah. a cop. <laughs> okay, uh, one more here. Uh, dear Joshua, how are you doing? I am doing okay. This Friday, it will be one week when I was in Madison on a school trip. My mom and dad was mad because they did not count heads. Me, Chris, Dustin, Tierney, and David almost got left behind. We had to run to get to the van. It was just leaving. Parentheses. Do you still collect collect Desert Storm cards? (laughs) What the fuck? So did you ride this poor kid back? (laughs) Uh, On one of them, it said, P.S. Thanks for writing. And that was underlined. So I don't think I wrote back that often. Yeah, oh, I was God. trying to I was trying to leave my man on red, but he didn't get it. Um, uh, do you still collect Desert Storm cards? Do you watch X Men? That is my favorite cartoon. Did you put up your Christmas yeah. tree yet? Tomorrow we are doing Christmas shopping. Did you already get Christmas shopping? If you didn't, I hope you have a good time. Hope to see you soon. Have a merry Christmas. Okay, so did you ever tell this kid about the Christmas pile? Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't. The I don't nope. think he would be able to handle that. <laughs> the no nope yeah. pile. Just his good, his good. Ch- it, we, he would be heartbroken when he found out I, I put my Desert Storm cards in the return pile. <laughs> Cause, oh no! Cause I didn't want them. Yeah. <laughs> Was there a Saddam card? Yeah, of course. These are these are too precious Holy Josh I, I thank you for sharing them yeah, sure. they're amazing <laughs> I wish I had I I got so tired of because I move around a lot right when you don't own a home eventually you get sick of an apartment or you 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 move out of a home with a roommate or whatever mm. and I just got so sick of lugging shit around and I threw away all my like junior high and high school notes from friends and I wish I had kept them just so I could go back and figure out like what kind of person I was like definitively, if that makes sense. Like I could go back and be like, oh my god, I I was that person, maybe, not the person I had in my mind. Maybe about a year ago, I found my um uh, art. Uh, we we call them art diaries, but they're essentially like sketchbooks that we use in art class, right? Um, from when I was in seventh or eighth grade, uh, which is high school over here, but middle school to you guys. 
And uh, a lot of a lot of penises, a lot of penises drawn. <laughs> like the, uh, some by me, not oh, all. Penis. Like there are a lot of. Uh, there were quite a few that were um, very poorly concealed penises. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. yeah. So it looked a lot like. Uh, What's the movie I'm thinking of? Super bad. Super bad. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, it, it wasn't that well executed. No, like, oh, okay. <laughs> they, they were not. They were not good cover-ups. They were just like, like that's a dick and balls, and you've tried to turn the balls into eyes and the dick into a nose, and it hasn't worked. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, not to direct it away from dick and balls, but maybe just a minute. Nope. Uh, yeah, we'll come, we'll so circle back to Stacy gets. <laughs> we're almost there. We're almost, we're almost through done. It. We're almost done, guys. So Stacy gets to go back to her cabin and be with her kids for a couple days before they all have to go home, and they have a Christmas <laughs> in summer. I'm not saying it right. The lisp is portrayed differently. It's like Christmas. <gasps> Are those Josh, your Desert Storm Josh's cards? Oh my, my Desert Storm cards were in this uh, binder with these. Uh, this is just some general, oh but this is a yellow flag with a American flag lapel pin. Oh, my God. I remember those. Wow. I remember my aunt had a yellow flag tied around like yeah. one of the poles outside her home. Like a, one of the, Yeah, there were, what do you call it? My neighborhood, there were some. Yeah. I remember that. I was like, "What's the damn yellow ribbon?" The yellow for? ribbon. Yeah. Tony Orlando, She's man. She's like, it supports supports yep. the troops. Fucking troops. All right. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Anywho, uh, so yeah. Uh, anyway, they have Christmas in in summer. Basically, the other side of the cabin surprises the other group with a Christmas, and they even have snow, which turns out is just baby powder. It was Did you so already say anyway. we Christmased you? Some kid says. <laughs> What a yeah, I think it's Noni or Nani or however you want to say your name. We Christmas to you. We Christmas to you. I don't... It's so yeah. out of the blue. Like mo- most of the time, these things are at least like I will say. Like the- there's definitely things to uh, criticize about the Scholastic School of Literature, uh, but-, <laughs> but I will say that for the most part, they're pretty good in terms of like oh they they set up things and then they deliver on it later. Mm-hmm. And it- there's not too many like. Uh, out of nowhere things like you can usually see where it came from but this was really out of the blue like i wondered if they'd cut another chapter or something like that but i don't yeah, know yeah. maybe it was weird yeah yeah just kind of out of nowhere um so then we have parents day camp is about to wrap up it's parents day um jesse and mallory are about to present the routine with their campers that they wrote and it's described as a combination dance slash play. It's a mini musical, which tells a story through dance and words. And basically, it's it's her and Mallory. Um, it's, it's about friendship and trust and being black or white. So the story is of twin girls who move to a new neighborhood. Because they're new and are considered outsiders, most of the other kids tease them. They taunt them and jeer at them and insult them. The dancing at that point consists of the taunters surrounding the twins and dancing faster and faster, not allowing them to escape. But one of the neighborhood kids hangs back and just watches she thinks that what the other kids are doing is wrong so she waits until the mean ones have left and then introduces herself to the twins but the twins don't trust her why should they however through some dialogue some more dance and some more simple acrobatic moves the audience sees the twins learn to trust and a friendship begins and they cast becca and charlotte as the twins becca is jesse's little sister so she is also black and charlotte is a white girl so the they're very scared about the reception of the dance and hope that everyone understands it. And I think at first people feel kind of weird seeing it, like as they're trying to understand what happens, but then they end up getting a standing ovation 
and it even shames the other girls into apologizing, except for Maureen. Maureen is a forever bitch mm. who will not <laughs> apologize. <laughs> but um, the other girls uh, apologize, and they even recommend a horse book um, <laughs> to kind of solidify their new friendship. <laughs> so, but Maureen just sucks. So camp is over. Um, wrapping up, the campers give... They get Will's address for Claudia. They do some spy tacking, as Ooh. I call it. <laughs> do, do and they get yeah, his the authorities have <laughs> other words for it, but you can call it if you want. <laughs> so there's a series of like wrap up letters at the end of the book that kind of tells us where the kids are. Um, and what's <laughs> happening, and then Stacy has a wrap-up chapter well, to let that us know. an epilogue. It actually says yeah, epilogue. It does, and it's all in letters. In baby blocks. Yeah. Um, so Claudia and Will do start writing back and forth. Mal and Jesse form a friendship with one of the girls who apologized, Mandy. They even read the book she recommends, and they start writing back and forth. Um, Marianne becomes friendly with the other CITs. Christy sometimes wears mascara, but only... <sighs> When she knows she's going to run into Bart, right? Mm. Her crush slash competitive mm. sports dude who has a competitive little league team he coaches. Yeah. it's Because like, she has Christy's crushers and he has his team. I think what eventually happened with that is like, I think Bart eventually is like, so we spend like all our time together. Can we like date? And Christy's like, uh, no, you weirdo. And, uh, so, and I think then it sort of peters out after that. Like, I think they just end up being friends or something. But yeah, that, that's many, many, many books down the line. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And Don and Heather become pen pals. And Don has even signed up for Outward Bound, which is like a survival training camp for the following summer because she was pretty shook after getting lost and basically <laughs> letting an 11-year-old girl lead her home that she thought was a freak the whole time because she'd rather read, but whatever. And Stacy is friends with no Nani, Noni, whatever. And we have a little note that says, Dear Stacy, Merry Christmas. I'm just going to read it in a lisp. <laughs> Love, Nani. So the girls had, I guess, a very good summer vacation. <laughs> I mean, they made some friends. They fell in love. They, they wore got makeup. horse books to read. They wore makeup. Went to a I dance. I mean, it was a very, it was a summer of growth. They do got they, pink eye. Do they do this? Do they do this? Hello, Mara. <laughs> Hello, Fada. That's it. I mean, it, I there is one little girl that's writing Mata. letters about how much she hates camp. Charlotte. 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 Yeah. There we go. Charlotte, Charlotte and Stacy have a really, like, horrible codependent relationship. Codependent, yeah. yeah. Like, and <laughs> yeah. I will say that Charlotte in this book is particularly unlikable. Like, uh, you know, like, don't get me wrong. I get that she's a little kid who's upset at being at camp, but she's normally, <laughs> like, a pleasant enough character to have around. But... Yeah, they really kind of imply in the books, intentionally or not, that uh, Stacy's just trying to mold Charlotte into a mini her, like, which is, <laughs> you know, troubling, troubling. Like, is uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, do we want to hear how Goodreads rated it before we give our ratings? Yes. Yeah, sure. So, Goodreads ratings out of three thousand two hundred and fifty-five ratings, the book has an average of three point eight seven. Um, just to read a couple of reviews, Meg gave it four stars and wrote, 
Mary Ann, this isn't all caps, by the way. Mary Ann, almost getting her ears pierced at summer camp, still as traumatic, traumatic at 29 <laughs> as it was at night. I am shook. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Another review says, hold on. This was a good one. Not realistic. Zero stars. <laughs> Not enough prank hygiene. Not representative. <laughs> Right. No short sheeting of beds. Two stars. <laughs> Zero stars. Yeah. Needed more short sheeting. Anyway, the first review was great. So do I need to read another one? I don't think so. No, I not? think that works. Let's give our so ratings. Good. Okay. Josh, do you want to start? Yeah. Uh, three. <laughs> I got no, no further commentary. It was fine. Uh, I, I liked this less than the other book. I, the, the style, like, of all being in letters was interesting in theory. But I didn't like the execution all that much. Please refer to it properly, yeah. Joshua. It's an epistolary novel. Uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. In the grand tradition of Dracula and mm-hmm. Dear Bruce Springsteen. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Anna exactly. Martin presents. Yes. Uh, I will also give it three stars. Uh, I found that there were too many characters. That was kind of annoying. Uh, I understand they have to, do to introduce characters uh, because they are at camp. But man, keeping all these CITs in order in my head i just had to categorize them as okay these are the racist cits and these are the mean cits and then these are the you know the snobby cits who think marianne is a baby whatever correctly think marianne's um, baby to be fair and like, and the, <laughs> to a certain extent the book is also going on kind of chronologically like some of these uh-huh. events aren't really overlapping does that make sense does it feel like it's each letter is kind of continuing in time where the other one was for the most part. Yeah. Mm. It's like they have the book right there that they can it's, it's, It would be like if they were passing around the book and yeah. writing about that day. Yeah. Mm, mm. Yeah. Except the only thing that overlaps really is, I think, the dance. The dance. Where the they dance, all get, yeah. like, the mm. differing perspectives because it's a big deal. You know, yeah. Christy wore makeup. Marianne's not a feeb. Important things happened that yeah. night. So. <laughs> Hashtag not a feeb. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I thought Tom, your girl was a feeb, but she, it turns out she's not a feeb. <laughs> turns, it turns out she's pretty dope. Like, you know. <laughs> I mean, she's kind of a baby, but not a feeb. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, three from me as well. Like, uh, I am never as taken with the um, super specials. Like, they, they kind of feel like, uh, you know how, like, when a TV show gets a movie version, like, it's it's clearly the same characters, but it, it always feels a bit off and it doesn't feel quite right. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it's got that sort of quality to me. It, it's, it's bigger and it's longer. And in theory, things are more heightened, but in practice, uh, I'd, yeah, no, three, three, yeah. I mean, it's not the worst book I've ever read. No, it's not no, my no, favorite no, Babysitter's not. Club. No, definitely so. not. I think, I think the main series was always the strongest of the... Um, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. So we have solid threes? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Three hooves. That never happens. It happens. It happens, yeah. So... All right. To wrap up, next time on the episode, we're going to be reading... <laughs> Libby on Wednesday. This book looks so weird. By Zilpha Keatley Snyder. I I recognize the cover. I feel like I've read it before. Um, our guest picked it. It's going to be Crystal mm. Lane. She will be returning to discuss this book. So 
by picked it, I mean she took a, a, a snapshot of, of YA books she owned <laughs> from a particular time period, and then I selected one that I could easily acquire. So oh, that is what happened. Spe- speaking uh, of easy acquisition, so I bought this on Kindle, but I went on to Amazon to look at how much prices were. There are people selling this book for fucking $85. Like, you pay $85 for fucking the babysitter's What'd you pay for yours? Like 10 I paid ten bucks for this on Thriftbook. Yeah, that's fine. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Some of these things. Are... I mean, that's what a YA book costs now. Like, mm. if you're to go to go to the store yeah. and buy a YA paperback, exactly. they're like ten to twelve dollars. People yeah. scalp these. Yeah. Mm. Well, the hot series, man. I don't think it could go for eighty-five. I think that's just nutty. But you never know. <laughs> I guess people now, because of the Fear Street uh, movie, are selling their Fear Street books for like a hundred and fifty dollars yeah. or more. Deranged. And I'm just like, like, look, people, it's not that good. You know what's going to happen is like they will because, you know, th- they're going to introduce like they did with Goosebumps. Or there's going to be a little collector's tin with like the most popular Fear Street books in it that people can die- buy in a couple months. Mm. Just I like mean, they did. With they've they already reissued Goosebumps a ton movie. of them, but they just don't have the vintage covers, which yeah. is a, uh, well, a lot of the appeal. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is a part of the appeal. But I know for Goosebumps, whenever they reissued them in like a collector's tin, it had the covers, the original yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 90s mm. covers. So they're going to do that with Fear Street 2. Don't pay $90 or $150 for a book. It's just some opportunist out there trying I'll to. I'll just say, if, if you see people. me selling them through the bookstore for that price, do buy them. But not well, yeah, if it's coming from Bookmark's Books of Springfield yeah. Mo, buy them and support yeah. your local Josh's bookstore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I need All to right, I so need to be able to afford stamps so I can write this kid back and tell him that I've seen Dennis the Menace <laughs> and it was not that funny. It's not <laughs> it's not too late. It's never too late to to respond, I think. To that. Okay. Yeah. I do collect Desert Storm. I have cards. seen Cool Runnings 300 times. It is Josh, good. you can actually buy like Desert Storm, like complete boxes of Desert Storm cards quite cheaply now, so you should just yeah. mail in the box <laughs> of them. Like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm sure you can get them all, buddy. You yeah. can get them all. Um, well, here at the two-hour mark. Well, I yep. just want to say we do have a Patreon. We are releasing bonus content. Um, right now we're doing a teen trash movie festival, basically, mm-hmm. where we have discussed, uh, such trash classics as The Crush, Fear, and coming up, Wild Things. Um, yeah. and our next pick, we're going to take a little brief break from that and do some fun ones. But when we come back to our trash classics, I selected Poison Ivy starring Drew Barrymore. So we'll be coming back to that soon. And those are available. If you sign up for our Patreon, you can also join our Discord. Discord, Sorry, I cannot talk. You can join our Discord and uh, join us in conversation where we talk about books. We make fun of Fear Street. I don't know, but whatever. <laughs> the movies. Basically, we make we fun of people. We speak very reverently about Fear Street and all S- of sacred our We do, but we, we do disagree with the ranking of the Fear Street evil killers that BuzzFeed just released. Like, are you kidding me? Humpty Dumpty should be number you, one. That guy is terrifying. You you can't, above you can't just put someone in a Misfits mascot costume and call it a spooky killer. Like. <laughs> um, yeah. so, so, so patreon.com slash ox audio. Yeah, for uh, five bucks a month, you can get bonus content for all of the ox uh, starting at five, content. starting at just five dollars a month, you get all the bo the boco for all the ox podcasts. Mm-hmm. Our 
Vroom, vroom. There's a uh, <laughs> evil Knievel's outside Josh's house. Um, <laughs> our guest, Tom Wolf, do you have anything to plug? What are you working on at the moment? Yeah, for sure. Maybe? So um, some of you, uh, well, obviously everyone in, in the room here knows, but uh, yeah, I run my own podcast, Lupine Transmissions. There hasn't been an episode for a little while, but there are more coming, so so smash your subscribe buttons over on that important part of the ox network smash it smash it uh i look forward to it i do i do miss having your voice in my ears (laughs) you've got a nice you've got it right now (laughs) (laughs) well i'm I'm, I'm here right now jesse (laughs) yeah no there are more episodes planned and more coming there's a couple still to be edited and put out but uh uh it's uh, it, it's been an interesting few months. Let's just put it that way. So, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yes. But I I hope to be on more of those. Yeah, yeah. Someday, well, we we're uh, we're planning one at the moment, aren't we, with uh, one of your bandmates? But you know, we can't can't spoil right. the surprise. Secret, so, yeah. secret, secret. Yeah. 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 Um, check out our check out all our millions of podcasts. But yeah, check you out know. the Ox. There's Network. something there for everyone. Just check the show notes. We'll we'll put some links in there. And come in the Discord chat if you have subscribed already. Um, maybe you missed it. There is a link to the Discord, and you can come in and talk to me and Josh and Blake and even Tom. Yep. Tom's in there. Constant, so constant. You can give there. him a holla too. But yeah, I think that's all I've got, guys. And Tom, that's I want to thank got. you for reading this book and and coming on yes. and sharing your thoughts with us. That's all right. It's thank fun, you for having me as on, usual. guys. It was uh, it's yeah. always a pleasure to to chat and uh, you know good to chat Anna Martin this time too. So yeah. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon, Sydney time, and yeah. we're gonna go straight to bed. <laughs> past our bedtime, Central time. It's ten thirteen. It's not really past our. Bedtime. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm 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 snoring right now. Oh, I'll be I'll be up past midnight. Don't, don't and Tom's be such a He'll be like, like you're such a You're. I'm getting out my sleeping <laughs> candle and putting on my little uh, cap like Ebenezer Scrooge. Josh has his sleepy cap. Anytime yeah. I'm up past midnight, if Tom's online. He'll tell me to go to bed. It's like he does. What are you, my dad? No, it, he does. He's like Jess. Part, it was Jess. Yeah, isn't it two a.m. your time? And like I'm like two or three a.m. Like it's not. Well, there are times you know where I'm what? up at two a.m. Ba- because I can't sleep. We're baddies. We're, we're bad. Yeah, we're baddies. Right, right. We're bad at sleeping, buddy. Yeah. We're bad at sleeping. We are. We have insomnia. I go to bed at like ten right. and wake up at like five. So <laughs> I know it is nuts. You're, you're nuts. <laughs> it's like the opposite. Uh, well, it is past Josh's bedtime. Yeah, it's true. We need to get Josh to bed. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Yeah, thank you so much uh, for joining us, Tom. And until next time, see you later, Horse Girls. Okay. (laughs) I'm just going to keep that in as the music. Yep.